0: Hello beautiful people, it is Winter Wednesday, June 29th, 2022, a nice sports show on the internet and radio begins now. Let's ride. ride. Let's ride into some sports talk, shall we? Uh, there's a lot going on in the world of sport. And by that, I mean everything that we talked about yesterday is still looming overhead. Hell yeah. But will we get an answer to one question, which is how many games is Deshaun Watson going to be suspended, which will then lead to the Baker Mayfield conversation, which will then lead to the Jimmy G conversation, which will then lead to the entirety of the offseason and every single NFL team. There's some interviews from other podcasts that we'll definitely have to dive into because George Kittle spoke some gospel to the the bus and with the boys boys down there in nashville george Kittle obviously has a house in nashville head tight end university down there busting with the boys crushed it, during tight end university a lot of good content coming out of there we have to talk about it mm-hmm. up to something season still brewing Ooh might not just be for me, though. might be for other people in this office. Up to something season has lingered into other studios oh. and other aspects of the office. It's a beautiful time to be alive, and we can't thank you enough for all your support, both watching, tweeting, texting, following, what? living, yeah. laughing, and eventually moving on from us, and we completely understand. We'll have some phone calls on the 5 Energy phone line, one 833 4 We can't wait to chat with you. Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football will join us in about 16 minutes. I believe he had a... I don't know if it's public. I don't want to be the one that does oh, it. Oh, what did he do? I think he had a pretty similar bout with uh COVID that I had. Oh no. Yeah, he
1: said it on the show yesterday. Like
0: eleven days he had it. Damn. Which which is what I act- he it sounds like he found he went into some nook and granny somewhere, uh-huh. and he found the OG-19. Well, it sounds like he found... Peter. He was out at that wedding, obviously, and I don't want to sure. put two and two together. A lot of money out there. Maybe some people did have the OG-19 strain mm. in the back pocket. And while Schraggs was dancing like Leo in, uh, in The Wolf of Wall Street, yep. they slipped that thing into his drink, and he just drank down the original 19. Out of commission for 11 days. Back on the other side, I assume he has a full new perspective on life, appreciation, and joy on freedom. Can't wait to talk to him about all this stuff going on. Good morning football and the NFL as a whole. Sugar Sean O'Malley will join us for the first time in a year in the next hour. He obviously has a massive fight coming up this weekend against. Uh, He's fighting Pedro Moonhoz. That's no way that's his name. <laughs> that's how it's spelled. Yeah, it's Munoz. Munoz. Uh, Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz. Uh, yeah, so. Saturday night at UFC 276. This is International Fight Week. This is the biggest card of the year. Hell Sugar yeah. Sean O'Malley being on it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can't wait to chat with him again. Hope life is good. I haven't. We haven't talked to him in a long time. No. Can't wait to catch up and see how he's feeling. He is a performer. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. He views his fights as a performance. He wants to display. He wants to have cool knockouts. He actually, in our introduction to him, had a guy knocked out with his left hand, let off of him so he could knock him out with his right hand because it said another right hand from Sugarland on his merch mm-hmm. that he wanted to sell immediately after the fight. That type of confidence. He's a hustler. He's a businessman. He understands the fight game. He has a lot of big-time famous friends. I can't wait to talk again to Sean O'Malley here just a few days before... His UFC 276 <laughs> knockout, we assume. Hell yeah! Uh, at the toxic table, at Nick Morado, rocking a on shirt. Uh, who's
2: that? The House. Oh, House. A little place to conduct business down there at the pork store.
0: It's a pork store. Finest oh, Italian yeah. meats, a pork
3: Dang, store, the pork store dine
2: Over there in New Jersey. That's where the social club
0: meets. Yeah, go, go, go down in the down Diner. You know, get a little pork and uh, beans down we'll 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 fu- there. We'll figure out the goddamn issues at hand. I'm thankful you're here, uh, not only because the seat would be empty, because Ty Schmidt. Uh, hey, we love you, Ty. We love you, Ty. We have all, I assume, tried to spoil that baby as much as possible to become the favorite uncle in the, in the clubhouse. Connor had the early lead because he had gone to the hospital numerous times long before Nick even thought about wow. going there. Mm. Nick, bad friend. Connor, great friend. At Boston, Connor, how you feeling, pal?
2: I
4: feel fantastic,
0: baby. Nick, how's it feel to be a terrible friend?
2: <laughs> well, to you know, Ty uh, you know I, I didn't want to put this out there, but I did go see the baby on Monday night and got to hold the baby. Uh, so, yeah.
0: well, Connor had already been in the hospital Wait, three times
2: held by then. It? I, I held it. Connor
0: actually gave birth. He was the he I was, was there. They did yeah. not
2: let that mutant freak anywhere there. near their child. All right, anyway. I don't want shouldn't to hold other baby. people's babies under a year. How's exactly. the family doing? Good? Yeah, everybody's good. That's when you're real good tight spirits. with the family,
0: which we assume that Nick was yeah. with Ty until we learned that he was not invited sure. to the hospital. Yeah. Connor was invited. He's Nick was uh, not. I
2: <laughs> also heard that uh, maybe it was a self-invite to the hospital. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, now, now he's just lying, and I Holy would shit. self-invite. <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
3: no. Self-invite?
2: but that's also what good I mean, friends do, sheets, you know? I, I, sheets, I will say,
0: okay. <laughs> Nick was going to get to the bottom of that, by the way. As soon as I heard you say, I actually went to the hospital, I saw Nick's face go, oh, really? You're you're trying to be a better human than me all of a sudden. And
3: yeah. Well, happen. actually,
0: I went the next day, I delivered food as well, <laughs> yeah. and I saw Nick's face just like, oh, what the fuck <laughs> is going on here? So I'm happy you did get to the bottom of it. How is uh, Ty, Caitlin, and Sloan? Everybody good?
2: Everybody's doing great, yeah. Picture we got last night with the that little baby's going to be
0: beautiful. Oh, yeah. Definitely Ty's baby, though. Mm-hmm. Same, same shape of head. Yeah, no uh, doubt about that, it. Same Ty's hair, too. Same hair, same shape of head. Let's hope same misery and comedy and same brain intelligence. Uh, not that Caitlyn – I think Caitlyn's smarter than all of Big us. Brain is, as well, She's yeah. smarter than Ty, but that baby is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And that is – Officially the first baby in this office, right? Because CFO Phil has 10 kids. He's back in Mm -hmm. Plum. AJ's got 10 kids. He's in Ohio. Uh, is the first baby of the office. So that baby is going to get ridiculously spoiled because this is all of ours first time with the new toys and options of buying for these things. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to become a... I got a life-size elephant sent to that house. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, stuffed. stuffed I also
2: saw a rather large... Large, very nice bouquet of flowers that was sent from the McAfee family. So let's not sell yourself short in the whole process.
0: Well, I'm trying to make sure that baby knows, like, hey, although I will not be around you, okay, and I will not invest a lot of time in your life until you're a little bit older. Know that I'm here and I'm appreciative of your existence because, from what I've heard, when you have a baby, immediately better person. Ty's gonna stop probably chewing, he's gonna stop sure drinking, no. uh, Ty's gonna was, start working he out was more.
3: Already no, was no, no. Oh, three days in? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Ty, we miss your pal at Boston. Connor's here. No conversation about the Patriots at all of this off season. You love that?
4: I mean, there's, the only real conversation is you know Orlovsky being worried about how you know. there's That no was weeks and weeks offenses. and weeks ago. That's worried. still the We're thing. We're worried about it. And I mean, Schrager, actually, I do kind of have a bone to pick with him because he said, you know, him, Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons' nephew, and also Mike Giardi are the only guys in Mac Jones' camp right now. It's like, what the, what have we been talking about? I thought we know that Mac Jones is good. He's going to take a step. There's a lot step. of those
0: industry babies that yeah. you know. I don't want to say take our takes and then act like they created them, but there's a lot of people that are just put onto a platform, given a platform and think that they've earned it. Sure. Hey, I woke up on third base, think I hit a triple, take six-day vacations back to back to back to back to back weeks there. Uh-huh. It's a lot of that with the industry babies happening on TV as well. And Shreg's, yeah, what is Shreg? Shreg's friend of the show. He knows we exist. Yeah. Hey, pal, we weren't just plucked and put on the television in a suit, but at least have a little respect for the conversations we've had about people in this NFL sports media realm because
4: we are stewards of the game. That's right. And we talk about, you know, football every day for three hours and I know it's very difficult for a lot of people to do that. You know, I understand, especially in the day-to-day where it's really just lawsuits and a lot of tomfoolery, but hey, Come on, we've been talking about the Patriots. We've actually talked about how Mac Jones isn't actually a second-year quarterback. He's been there for 15 years. It feels like already. But no, I feel Nobody good about it. Takes it serious because I wear a tank top and you have that face in mall Yeah, I know. You know that's just part of the game, I guess. And because we have too many fucking Italians in here.
2: Well, definitely. I think that's I'm not saying that other people are saying that. Will are yeah, that, that will hold you back in some respects?
4: Scared about it. This room has become a mostly plum room. Really, just the plum boys in here. You would just have a it. bunch of Mustangs <laughs> hanging out, talking sports. You, you gotta love it. Feel like we're back in the cafeteria, boys. <laughs> Mexican not, huh?
2: pizzas. Yeah, you would let's prize. try it. You know, right. Even as terrible as Plum was, we didn't quit on it. Yeah, yeah you would have got bullied
4: there. out of Plum. No, just like you did your school. Yeah, I love Plum. What do you mean bullied out of Plum? I go back every year, and yeah. see the family.
0: You actually do go back to Plum more than most people go back to Plum. <laughs> yeah, I just got out of Plum. So, I, I got um. There was an article written about me by. Uh, what is Action 4? What is that? T A E? Four? Yep. K-D-K-A? K-D-K is too. KDK. So WTA. Last night, I guess, the Plum School Board had to accept our donations uh, to the teams. Oh, that nice. Which, so they accepted them. Very nice of them. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That was a tough decision, <laughs> I bet. Thank you, yeah, Plum School for Board, for <laughs> accepting our donations that have already been given to all the teams. But since they did that in a public thing, then WTAE ended up writing an article. They, there's no, you know, I, I was the punter for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Not even a m- mention of like a hey, entrepreneur, sure. you know, has a show that does okay. Uh, the post-life, just former uh Plum Mustang, former Colts kicker, giving back to community, which I'm very Undefeated thankful to.
2: do at WrestleMania. In yeah.
0: sanctioned matches, because mm-hmm. uh, a person that wrestles cannot... Uh, sanction a match clearly. So Vince sanctioning a match in which he was in while he was standing in the ring—that's uh, not real. That's no. goes well that goes without. That was I'm undefeated. In the photo they chose me, was at Dwight Freeney's uh, Ring of Honor, I believe, when I went out there. Oh yeah, I'm 290 in that photo. 290 pounds in that photo. So I do appreciate the write-up. I'm very lucky to be in the position that I'm in. But please know that I'm not doing that for the fucking Plum School Board. I'm not doing that for the news. I'm not doing it for the fucking teachers. I'm not doing it for the fucking school. I'm doing it strictly for the kids of Plum uh, that have potentially been... Actually robbed from the the parent-teacher organization treasurer or other decisions that have been made by people in power and plum over the years that have potentially undercut opportunities for a lot of plum kids. That's who I'm giving the money to. And although they okay 250 like that's going to be a a never-ending total that's just going to go forever, hopefully to take care of maybe the next me or the next Tone or the next Nick or the next Phil or me. The next year, we are going to try to make sure they get fucked like old school days. in
4: Sure. I mean, hey, look, that's hey, our yeah. home one time. You know, that's where we're from. It makes sense. I'm just glad, you know, once a Mustang, always a Mustang. And you're still giving it back that's to the community. Yeah. That's what we say.
0: Mustangs ride forever. No,
4: that is. Well, Mustangs tag. here
0: is what we say. We're all Mustangs
4: here. That's right. We are.
0: But Thank you. the Mustangs for a long time. This is me kind of uh, breaking break kayfabe a little bit here on this. Plum has been run by people that don't have Plum's best interest for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Our town, I believe, was preyed on by people that were from outside looking in. I'm not saying that that is what's happening now. I'm just saying that is why I've given none of the people an opportunity that are in positions of powers because that is the experience that I had yeah. in Plum growing up with the bureaucracy and the powers that be and the th- people making decisions and who gets what and how it goes about happening. That is why this fund is strictly for the players and the coaches directly And I'll let you know, Plum Council was not necessarily thrilled that we were going ahead and taking their hands out of the pot completely. This has been an entire scene. So them giving quotes for WTAE on the whole thing, Mm -hmm. I, I certainly appreciate and I enjoy. And hopefully we'll be able to come together. But I do not have any trust in the people that run Plum at all never will Uh, but I would never give up hope on the kids that grew up in the same fucking streets that we did doing the same thing that we did and hopefully if we can provide an opportunity through athletics that make people more interested in sport stick around in sport as opposed to getting into drugs or any of the other shit that a lot of people in Plum get into I hope that in 10 years from now this we're all Mustangs here fund will be able to do something big and have a legacy that's much larger than all of the bad shit that seems to get talked about in Plum because the people of Plum are are fantastic, even though the people you hear about from Plum are normally the people in positions of power that abuse their power and fuck it up. So we're trying to cut that entire thing out with the We're All Mustangs uh, here fund, and I'll let you know, it has been quite a battle to do so, and I didn't expect to do that whenever you offer up $2 million to have to be like, no, fuck you, no, fuck <laughs> you, that's not how that's going. I'll pull the fund. How about that? I didn't have to, I didn't think I had to do that, but now that I'm in a position I'm in, like I can do that with these people, and there's nothing they can do and they can talk to me the way that maybe they talked to me when I was in high school or how they talked to other people. It's just not like that anymore. Once again, I don't know how the people are now that are running Plum. I have no clue, I haven't met any of them, I haven't reached out to any of them, but I do know that I have no trust in any of them. And when a clown Subaru is driving up to a bank Mm -hmm. and they're the treasurer of the PTO (laughs) and they're robbing the kids blind just a couple months ago, probably not gonna be something that makes me go, yeah, I'd love to work together with you guys even though you're giving quotes to the fucking local news and you try to stop this at literally every single
2: turn. What was the big holdup for them waiting to accept? Did they think it was Saudi money? Was it was, was it too uh, uh, blood money? Like I don't understand. What's, what's I know? That? I think
4: it was
0: just uh, procedural. But believe me, remember they sent an email out three weeks ago. What was that email out three weeks ago about how we need to approve everything that you asked yeah. for? It's like yeah. no, you don't. You don't need to do a damn thing. You just need to stay the fuck out of the way and let us give the money directly to the boosters, directly to the team, directly to the students. And then they said, procedural-wise, we have to have everything in there that we have allotted and received everything. I'm like, understandable. And once again, hopefully our relationship will build up with these powers that be. But whenever they got their PTO right underneath their nose stealing from kids, I don't know if it's going to be as easy of a conversation for me. And hopefully the future of the plum is vastly different than the past of the plum. Not that the past of the plum has been bad, but it's been riddled with What the fuck? How is that happening? And I think as we grow older and we look back on our time in Plum, we're like, oh, there's no town that was like Plum. There's no reason to boom, 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 boom. How'd that happen? Oh, that guy hated me. Why? Oh, now he's in jail for having sex with the same girls I was trying to have sex
2: Mm -hmm. with. Oh,
0: okay. That makes sense. Oh, another one. Oh, this one's trying to cover it. It's just one of those things where... There isn't a lot of trust, I don't think. No, and we got to rebuild that. We should try to change that, but until we get that point done, we'll not let them fuck it up either, is kind of how I feel. And I did not expect to talk about this for 15 minutes, but <laughs> the thought of me being 290 pounds on the cover of this photo and then the school board giving quotes, I'm like, that's very, very... Very mighty of you, because there's been a lot. They try to enact a clause whenever I launch this thing from 1984 or something about like how no donation over $500 is allowed without us approving accepting. It's like what? I've donated a fucking $40,000 weight room just a few years ago. I don't remember hearing a thing from you guys. It's just it's an interesting thing, and I have always been somebody that hates authority. So you can kind of see this maybe continuing but also it might be because i'm from plum why i feel the way that
2: Mm -hmm. i feel could be yeah we'll
0: we'll fix it all though we appreciate i appreciate the news talking about Mm it i do i'd rather it not and i'd rather us just fucking go ahead and do it um and i hope maybe we can you know maybe become a little bit closer with the school board and the powers that be in the school and all that stuff but i'm assuming that's not gonna happen if i had to guess anyways tone Diggs. uh we're all mustangs here dude we are all mustangs here How about it, dude? How about our high school teams are about to have alternate uniforms? Our fucking football squad got an entire wrap. The volleyball team has the sickest uniforms on earth. They look like they're an Olympic squad walking Uh, out there. Our soccer team's going to a couple different camps. They got a whole new kit, new sweats, new cleats, new everything. It's like, here we go now. Our women's soccer team's going to create an Olympian within the next year or two, I think. They're fucking unbelievable, and they're reaching out and asking for more stuff. I'm like, yes, this is what what we are doing Mm -hmm. here. And hopefully 10 years, from now we'll look back on the World Mustangs here fun and say, All right, let's put another hundred million in the plum.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I just hope they keep their grit.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'd, I would like them not to get soft. That's true. But I do believe, being from Plum, you just have a natural grit in there. Exactly. Because you have to deal with PTO people stealing your money right off from underneath you while mm-hmm. having a clown nose on their fucking car. How did a person with a clown nose on a Subaru become the treasurer of the PTO for the entire place? None of us know. That's Plum, baby. But that is, you know, that'll keep the grit. It's I do in believe. the water. It'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of in the water, you think Sue Robinson's going to come out and say six to eight games? because now there's a tweet or a report coming out saying that it might be six to eight games and the NFL doesn't want to get ugly and murky with the appeals. Uh, Rob Motti, Mm-hmm. Uh, says I'm also told the NFL, despite insisting on an indefinite suspension, wants to avoid the appeals process. Source said a terrible situation for everyone involved. So the league is more likely to abide by Sue Robinson's ruling if she came back with six to eight games. So the NFLPA and the NFL currently sitting in a court that Sue L. Robinson, former federal judge retired in 2017, is presiding. She will make uh, she will make a decision. She will then send that decision to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell will then make his full decision. There is a chance to appeal in Sue. Robinson's NFL court and they're saying that the NFL doesn't want to get ugly. Appeal, appeal, appeal. Public, more public, more public. They're saying that six to eight games or whatever would be okay. That goes to Roger Goodell. Does Roger Goodell come out and say, Sue Robinson, um, and big thank you to Sue Robinson taking time out of her her retirement, her life, to do the honorable move of being our judge. Uh, She recommended six to eight games after the court through the NFLPA and the NFL, and we thank everybody for doing that. Uh, With that being said, I'm doing a full season. So... I'm babyface here Uh, I'm gonna do that have a good one keep it moving it it went from people saying it'll just be a fine Mm -hmm. to indefinite suspension Mm -hmm. at least a year now this tweet seems like it's kind of setting the table for maybe it's just a certain amount of games for the season but ultimately in the end it's whatever the fuck Roger Goodell wants
1: to do Roger's main concern is the shield correct and how people perceive the league and how people look at the league and backlash for the league So when Roger's making his decision, I feel like if it's six to eight games, there's going to be quite a bit of backlash on the league. I feel like if he does, if she does recommend that now, if he He would be quite a babyface though, if he
0: said I wasn't expecting to tell you guys what Sue was uh, wanting to rule. But she said eight games is what they decided Mm -hmm. on. That's cute, Sue. 17 games plus playoffs, Roger Goodell. I like think he, he gets,
1: gets a ba- big, I, he gets a big applaud. If oh, he, he,
0: he probably ends up on the 60 under 60 list or 70 under 70 <laughs> list 100%. of like baby faces in the world. Yeah. If he does that, that's why AJ keeps asking. Like he asks uh, Ian, he asks Andrew Brent. He asks a bunch of people. He's like, are we going to hear what Sue? actually recommends yeah. because if we don't hear what sue recommends we'll just assume that whatever roger goodell says is sue mm-hmm. but if not i think the only way we hear about it is if roger makes an adjustment to it or goes directly by it which would be any situation i guess
1: i see I, like they they've been saying, i'm i'm on your side like i think we're gonna know what the recommendation was too i think we're gonna know what the recommendation was and we're obviously gonna know what this
3: final this is the first time
0: was. sue has come into the nfl world full time yep. like in this situation roger goodell is gonna have to try to protect her the, the six to eight games thing i, I it would be would be interesting, and I guess that's what the NFL has to do. And there's going to be people that are going to be pissed forever, regardless. I guess is sure. another way to look at it. Maybe is that how they'll they'll look at it. There's but,
2: also the idea of something like this being leaked or floated out to gauge reaction. public reaction to say, okay, if it was six to eight games, how are people going to react? You think Rob Motti
0: there uh, was doing a job or doing a task for somebody? I, I can't probably. rule it out, especially with that name yeah is that an italian name i don't think so. double a double a A. normally that's like a eastern europe type ddi though yeah what is it you know it is is his name rob madini there's a possibility joining us now is not an italian but a man who might know more <laughs> than we do about it all and we have certainly missed him and he's a COVID survivor as well we're incredibly proud of him for his 11 day fight yeah. with the og 19 a man who's plugged in obviously he's an emmy winner uh, winner as a host of good morning football uh they're back in studio they were they were yeah now they're back not Wow. His setup looks sweet today though. Unbelievable. He had that white zipper. I mean, he looks huge good.
4: TV behind
0: him. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Schrager.
5: Peter. Woo! What's up, dude? Uh COVID kicked my ass. I missed a couple weeks with you guys. I'm back on my toes. I go to uh, Kansas City as a guest of a couple of comedians, Rob Riggle and oh, yeah. Eric Stone Street and Paul Rudd. They asked wow, me to yeah. take part in their charity weekend. Way to go, uh, let's uh, go. Man, way, way, to way to go. go. And p- man. P- p-
0: p- holy
4: shit. Uh, holy
5: shit, dude. Can I uh, can I can I take you guys behind the scenes of what went yes. down and and yes. I go in there and we get into the to the area where we're going I get to the field it's cool it's like Cheryl Crow and James Vanderby can I can name I'm like under under my breath my like, that's bum ass Corbin I know that guy that's oh. bum ass Corbin this Whoa. guy and oh, I'm like so am I gonna say hi to this guy because I I'm yeah. you know I'm Team McAfee I come over there I'm like what's up man I'm a friend of McAfee and I'll tell you what he didn't break a smile oh, he man. didn't like embrace me oh, once man. I said the that's word rude. McAfee he was it. like Oh, okay, cool. And he, yeah. like, turned around. I'm like, can we get a photo just for, like, the goof? And he, like, I'll take a photo with you. But, like, it wasn't, like, warm and fuzzy. Yeah, he's at. the goof. It it hard, but, like, yeah, correct. like I don't think that guy likes you very
0: much. Yeah, the photo isn't the goof. He's the goof in the photo. Yeah. It's, it's not about whether or not he likes me. It's okay. Uh, I, I, it probably doesn't. He's insufferable, as you got to experience probably at the mm-hmm. softball thing. He has just completely changed and become this person that is just terrible. And I'm one of the only people, literally one of the only people that have known him since before he became this person. And then what he's become through now on a week-to-week basis. And if I have to be the guy that tells him, like, hey, you're fucking up, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is not... How you should be as a human mm-hmm. with the platform that you have. I guess I'll, so be it. You know what I mean, Strikes? So be it. But you did appear good there, though, don't we? Yeah, I mean, you, you put your arm around him a little tight. Yeah, that smile looks that's real odd. big. I'm a I'm with you guys. It, guys Saturday morning, he was up. He was at the hospital.
5: He was walking around. He was changing lives. He was doing good things. I think he's a good man, but. No, he's not. He's, no,
0: catfishing Shregs, he's catfishing guy, you. I think, he's catfishing you. Catfishing? Yeah, I think he has it way down inside. He's a good guy because that's a guy I knew from sure. way back. He was like 320. He was fresh out of college. He was offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to make it undrafted, free agent, humble, hard Working, only had like one or two tattoos at the time. You could have a combo (laughs) with him, gross hair. Have a beer with him. Well, he actually had good hair at the time. I mean, it was just. Then he, you know, he has he has stopped with the Colts and the Cardinals. Then he goes to WWE and he changes completely. I walked.
5: This guy was walking around. People were freaking out over him, Pat. And I'm telling you, yeah, disgusted
3: by his. That's what you mean.
5: This guy. If this guy can keep this thing going on a rocket ship, SummerSlam, I don't know where, I don't know who I'm picking beforehand. I love you. But guys, oh. really-
3: All
0: right. <laughs> Hang up, on
4: Nice knowing you Shrakes. <laughs> you, Shrakes Thank you, Shrakes What a fool. Let's get to a break. Can't believe Corbin just pulled one, uh, you know, over his eyes. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's that big of a mark. We'll call back in four minutes, and okay. we'll see if
0: he has, you know, <laughs> realized that he's been bamboozled. The Peter hell. Mark
4: Shrakes I Shrakes, you've been
0: hoodwinked, pal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. By bum-ass Corbin. Jesus. unbelievable, Christ. We're back in four minutes. Maybe with Shraggs. We'll see. He's going to have to answer not. some text messages. I don't want to talk to the guy. It's unbelievable, dude. He's not sure. Are you kidding me? Shout out to the Plum School Board for approving our, uh, <laughs> our donation. Shout out.
4: Shraggs on that
0: board now? Well. Sounds like it. No, no, no. Because that board is, right? I've been told True. that I can't judge this board off of previous boards or anything like that. That's yeah. why I've been told numerous times. Yeah. And then that clown car showed up at an ATM and took 800 bucks out of there like 10 straight times and yep. robbed from the fucking elementary school kids. Yeah,
4: and Schraggs took that, you know, clown nose off the car and put it on his own face.
0: Sounds like it. Mm. What was that That's about? what that sounded like. Hey, we don't need ha, clown ha. time, okay? John Wayne Gacy Schraig's. yeah Yeah.
4: Seriously. We're
0: back in four. We're going to ask him about real NFL stuff. Freaking Mark, dude. We almost just had a, uh, a moment of silence for a friendship that is... <laughs> come and gone yeah had to but instead i believe we uh let bygones be bygones okay. and people can say stupid stuff they can apologize sure and we can move on sure joining us again the man who when asked who's the most likable nfl players of all time mm-hmm. said michael strahan sure A man that he has zero relationship with of course Nate Burleson, who he has a great relationship with. Yeah, a good friend. And I believe Ray Guy was the third person oh, he did. yeah, him. it was Ray. Man who just said that by SummerSlam, you know, he's probably pulling for the guy, if he accepts much out that I will be fighting mm. in Tennessee. But a man that we continue to bring on the show because of how good he is at football Doc So good that it's actually Emmy-worthy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Schrager. Here we go,
3: Peter. <laughs> hey, great guy. Schrager,
0: great, great guy, guy. great yeah, guy. Schrager, how you doing, bub?
5: You're the man, I'm sorry I brought up wrestling, I should stay in my own lane. The two <laughs> minutes when I was hung up on and thought that I ruined our relationship were two of the scariest minutes of my life. Well, we were cl-
4: <clears throat> Yeah, still on the fence, kind of Peter. Listen, don't, listen.
0: Not was yet. Yeah. Let's talk sports, all right? You need to stay out of sports entertainment, okay? Because that's yeah. where- not good at it. That's for bum ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we talked Kyle Brandt, too, that I can't, I can't chew. I wish I could. I'd be much cooler if I could do that. The only drug that my body does not handle well, I mean, aside from probably meth and other things, sure. the uh, standard, is tobacco. I can't do tobacco. But what he said this morning about Aaron Rodgers week 13 with me sitting there and him, he said, I think, at one point, they'll be 10-3 and 3 at the time, maybe 11-2. and 2, they might have slipped up nine and four <laughs> yeah. and aaron will give an entire speech about how the entire world thought we were going to crumble and we didn't and he said something about me sitting there with a hammer of a dip in only thing that he got wrong in that entire thing and tell him i appreciate the hell out of him and i wish you would maybe take a little bit of a page out of his book yeah. and be a yeah. little respectful to what yeah. we got going so, on yeah. from yeah. the brand bible you know what i mean Shrek's.
5: kyle uh kyle's hilarious he said that 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 it's like Rodgers will have a, uh, an ironic like funny t-shirt on and Matthew will have the wide collar black tank top on which you did uh and he was going to be sitting there and and Rodgers is going to be in that slow voice and he's going to say you know hey everyone was so worried about us in June meanwhile I'm the next one up I'm like I don't know I think uh Hackett and Getzy are pretty big losses along with Devontae Adams I'm trying to make sports television here but I do honestly feel that, uh, I, I can't imagine the offense is going to be as good without Devonte, their OC and their quarterbacks coach. But, uh, I don't think they're going to end up being like a, a under 500 team, but I think that offense could have some hiccups. I think Hackett was a big deal and not having Hackett in his ear. is going to matter.
0: I agree. Hey, listen, there might be some hiccups. I think, um, I think the expectations of that offense for the first time in a long time aren't like, hey, you're going to be the best offense in the NFL. You're going to be the most well-oiled machine because they don't take as many deep shots. He doesn't have as many deep balls. His yardage isn't necessarily more than everybody else. They are just a machine, and he is picking things apart, making the right decisions, methodically moving down the field, touchdown. Now, will the defense get a stop? Hopefully they get more, but then he goes right back out, answer. And if he – in years past – if he didn't score on every drive, it was like uh, this prima donna. You know, what's going on? Hey, I, mean, I think this year is I, the first year, though. I think this is the first year going into the season, though, where that offense has excuses, and I think they have public expectation levels a little bit lower, which is right where right. Don't you like Aaron?
5: Like yeah, right yeah. up and the fact he was around, you know, when it was required to be around. Like I think he's like he's going to galvanize this team, and he's going to say, "All right, they're picking against us. Like let's go." But they get Jair Alexander back. They get David Bakhtiari back. Do they? Hopefully. Have you, have, that? That have you heard that? Have you heard that? Those two those two rookies they got out of Georgia, the big boy uh, in the middle, Wyatt, and then Quay Walker, like, those guys are going to play year one, and they're really good, and and they're two first-round picks. Maybe. Who's Rodgers going to throw to? I, you know, that's going to be the question, and if Lazard and Sammy Watkins and Watson and maybe Amari Rodgers steps up, like... They're going to have to find a guy on third and seven that Rodgers feels comfortable enough throwing to, because I'm not so sure outside of Devante last season, there was that guy.
0: Okay. So we don't want to bring it up whenever it happened, but it was said that Bob was not in right in mm-hmm. drills during OTAs. You just said he'll be back. Is that on? I go- hope. I don't know. I mean, the expectation
5: is you missed a whole season last year and now it's been another five months. Mm-hmm. Like, you got the contract, I saying, right? and he, he the hope is that he will be back. I, I should not speak out of school as if I've got breaking news that he's going to be starting a left tackle week one. But the expectation, as far as I know, is that he is going to heal up and he will be ready to go.
0: All right, so let's get past all your bullshit here, right? You're yep. feeding, you're getting, you're giving Aaron a lot of things to talk about whenever he does his Kyle Brandt speech that he just gave you literally, oh, without Hackett, without the whole thing, the whole Corbin thing. Let's move past that now. Let's talk about your bread basket. Let's talk about your bread and butter. The Niners, Debo Samuel, he is back, but there was no rescission of the trade request. Jimmy G, allegedly going to be able to throw within the next week or two and a source told, I forget who, somebody for the Niners beat, I apologize for not remembering the name, that Jimmy G will be able to make all the throws and rehab is coming back very, very together. What are you hearing on that situation? Does the Jimmy G trade uh, affect the Debo Samuel payment? And is does, do all parties know that? I
5: don't think those two things are, are intertwined. They're two separate things. I think Debo, they're they're still having an open dialogue. And the hope is that the agent, Tori Dandy and John Lynch can come to some sort of agreement where if it's not an extension at this point, at least we can understand that we want Debo to be a part of this and he will get paid. Um, the Jimmy thing is fascinating because back in February at the combine, I was talking to everyone there. They're like, well, he'll get traded, he'll get traded. Then the surgery completely threw a corkscrew in this whole thing. No one wanted to trade for a quarterback coming off a of surgery without having their eyes on him. And the Niners don't want to trade him for 20 cents on the dollar, which is what essentially they would have to do. Now we're at the point where, okay, Jimmy needs to start throwing. He has not been with the team. He has been, uh, for the most part, when he's been training, he has been in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance has been with the team. Trey Lance has been leading practices. Trey Lance has been leading guys. Trey Lance has been throwing with wide receivers. I don't know if the train has left the station as far as, like, who, who are we going into battle with week one? Trey Lance grew leaps and bounds the past few months, from what I'm told, as far as playbook, but also as far as voice in the locker room. And with Jimmy being gone Trey has really taken that and been like, "All right, I'm the dude. Like, follow me." And a lot of the guys are starting to follow and say, "Okay, this is going to be our future leader." Fascinating what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo because I still think a team would want to trade for him at least for the one year where he's making 25 million. But if this guy's arm is right, I feel like he's a better option than some of these. Quarterbacks you're seeing in other cities. So, Shrek,
0: it sounds like you alluded to the fact that maybe Jimmy and Trey are going to be competing for a job at San Fran this year after Jimmy did an entire goodbye press conference last year to everybody, including the reporters and media, handled it as a professional. And if you look in Cleveland, now there's mixed reports on Baker might be playing for the fucking Browns. So, both these quarterbacks that we just assumed were gone, Jimmy and Baker, two very different goodbyes from the teams. One public, "Eh, it ain't going to work. And Jimmy was like, hey, I appreciate everything you guys have done. Done, I'll be on my way. Now they both, both might be heading back. Is that what you're hearing and thinking? I could see Jimmy
5: being back in San Francisco and then figuring something out and trying to trade him during training camp once he starts getting those throws out. I'd be shocked if Baker
0: Mayfield is a Brown. That's Why is that? Guy. Do you know something that we don't know or is this just all the public I, stuff? Yeah, I just,
5: the way that thing ended, it really crumbled and I think those bridges have been burned. I think that thing, the way that it all went down, the way that they uh, went out to acquire Deshaun Watson and, and go out and do the way they did it aggressively and then on the back end, the way Baker spoke to the team uh, via Instagram and demanding trades, and still not exactly being a, a warm embrace for the Browns. Like, I think they've got too much pride in the franchise, and he's got too much pride as a quarterback. And everyone says, "Yeah, but it's eighteen million dollars. Throw your pride at the window. Have ball out. Go and have a great season. Go and then earn that contract." In the next place, I don't think Baker wants to play for the Browns. I don't think he wants to give them his his you know his body again. And does he have a and choice and all that again? I think he'd like to be traded. They just have to find a partner and. I, be honest, they've got Jacoby Brissett. They still think Deshaun Watson's going to play quarterback. I don't mm. think they want Baker Mayfield anymore either.
0: Okay, so mm. does Baker have a choice? You can just answer that quickly and we'll move on.
5: I don't think he has much of a choice. No, but if he came to them and was like, you know what? Let's let bygones be bygones. Please, I'd love to play for you this year. Can you keep me on like... Maybe that conversation changes, but that's not in Baker Mayfield's M.O. That's not, that's not his style.
0: Eh, maybe. We never know. I mean, once again, $18.5 million. and Maybe it's the only place that you'll be able to start if the Carolina Panthers get in the Jimmy G game as opposed to the Baker Mayfield game. And the Seattle Seahawks maybe would be the only destination for Baker? Seahawks, Panthers, the- those are the two
5: teams I would circle. But Seahawks aren't going for Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners would never trade him into the division. So, for me, Baker still makes a lot of sense in Carolina or Seattle. And Jimmy G, I'm not sure the landing spot, but you're talking about a guy for one year as a veteran. If there's an injury somewhere else or if there's a team that wants to say, hey, let's give our young guy another guy in the room that I think can actually compete and win the job, that would be making a lot of sense, too.
0: Okay, let's move to Watson. This thing is fascinating, Shregs. And you've been around the league a long time. I've been around i guess for a long time as well more than a decade no big deal how about that i've been covering the nfl for more than a decade but i've been around the nfl on the inside of it Mm -hmm. for a little bit and i i feel like i had a a position where i could be perspective of um everything going on you know i could kind of look around and see things and have a little bit more of a dialogue on how the day-to-day works the deshaun watson and i went through a couple cba negotiations and listen to all the people that are pissed off about everything i had my own deals with the nflpa because when i was in the substance of abuse program they were nowhere to be found Mm -hmm. as i was getting abused and then they sold my rights for pennies on a dollar like you said (laughs) so i'm not necessarily the biggest nflpa fan either but i do know that they're going to bat for deshaun watson currently this sue robinson courtroom that is happening within the nfl bubble. There was a potential settlement that almost came about, but they couldn't agree on a term. And then now they're in court the last two days. Deshaun Watson's been there. This is happening in the state of Delaware, I believe. Okay. Is that where it's at? It's in Delaware, I think. Yes. Still happening today. Sue will give her a ruling. Then she tells there's appeals, but the NFL said they don't want to get into appeal game because that's ugly for everybody. Then that'll go to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell makes his decision. Today, it felt like from a tweet from a guy named Mr. Motti, Rob Motti, M A D. M-A-A-D-D-I. He said that the NFL, if Sue Robinson came back and they were pushing for an indefinite suspension at least a year, NFLPA is obviously pushing for nothing. So if you do just classic negotiation and meet in the middle, that'd be, what, eight and a half games, because now it's a 17-game season. So allegedly what Rob Motti's reporting, and we don't know who Rob Motti is or who his sources are, he's saying that if Sue Robinson was to roll back six to eight game suspension, the NFL wouldn't want to get ugly with it, and they'd say, okay. Sue would then take that to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell would make his own decision on whether or not that's good enough or bad enough I assume this is going to be at least a season with how everything has gone how public this has been it's sounding like maybe there's a little bit of a, a foundation being laid like hey maybe not a full season it's going to what are you thinking about, about the whole process and when do you think it ends and how do you think it ends
5: sure I can't I can't project on this because it is so fluid things were going one way and then you, you, you get more women coming out and saying, actually, Hey, no, there's more women coming and that door is left open. So those numbers have continued to add up. Um, when you talk about the legal thing, you've nailed it, Pat, where it's, here's the recommendation from the judge. Usually those are held in very high regard, and then Goodell will make a a recommendation or make a ruling on that. Then the NFLPA will appeal that, but then the NFL can appeal the NFLPA's ability to appeal that, which is what happened with the Brady case, and it goes all the way up the courts and you miss games and the guys win, and then they go back. I think the NFL, from their standpoint, would like to have a decision on this in the next couple of weeks before we head into training camp. Mm and i believe watson's camp would obviously be hopeful that he can get on the field and the browns of course would be happy to get him on the field um i i think the public relations part of it which you guys were discussing beforehand i'm not so sure that's going to dictate how this goes i think it's going to be from the facts that they have and from the recommendations that that Ms. Robinson has on that Justice Robinson has on this thing because you start playing a game where you're trying to please one group versus the other, and there's a no win in that one.
0: Hey, I mean, there's going to be people that are pissed regardless. I mean, it, it, they, it, this
5: is a no win regard. So, say they give him a year. Well, then there's going to be a case from the PA saying, well, that's there's no precedent giving him a year based on the evidence that we have. You know, necessarily that the fact that they haven't settled, they believe that I'm Chris a Watson super has player a guy. Hey, hey,
0: I I think I'm maybe the most player show player friendly player-pushing, player-promoting show, player-apologist show maybe that has ever existed, right? Because I feel like I see some things from their perspective. There is precedent. Ben Roethlisberger had two cases that did not not go to court. They both got settled. He got suspended six games for that. That got appealed down to four. That's two. Now, I guess it's not fair just to do math yeah. and yeah. Just, just do that whole thing. But I appreciate the fact that the NFLPA is saying publicly, there's no precedent with this with Robert Kraft or Dana Slender or Jerry Jones, which I guess there isn't. But we also all understand that they're owners of the league in which you are currently going to court at, right? Yeah. There is precedent in the past. And I assume that's exactly what the NFL is saying to... To uh, Justice Sue Robinson, whenever the NFLPA, Jeffrey Kessler is an incredible uh, lawyer. He got free agency, I think, and numerous other things. I I know he's a power player, but the public perception of them saying there's no precedent, there's no precedent, there's no precedent. I was uh, I think I was in Pittsburgh, or no, I wasn't. I was in a cold it was 06. already. Six.
5: It was 06 when it went down, and Lieutenant. I was starting to cover the league then, and that was Goodell like as a new commissioner. One of the first things, and he like laid the hammer down, and people were like, "Damn!" Like. Whoa, okay. And here we are all these years later and Goodell's, you know, this long tenured commissioner. And I think this might be one of the trickiest cases yet that he's had to rule on. I think he's going to lean on what the justice says, but not public relations. I I feel like this is going to be what the facts are and what they have. And, you know, to just throw the book into Sean Watson because they feel like that's the right thing to do. And that's going to be a win. Uh, publicly I, I, you know the NFLPA is powerful and Jeffrey Kessler is not going to take that and just go down without a fight
0: agreed uh I can't wait to watch it. it's fascinating because there's so much other shit, I think with this penalty than the Baker stuff and how's the Baker stuff affected the Jimmy G stuff how's the Jimmy G stuff affect the Debo stuff what you're saying are two things but it feels like there's and wo- I've,
5: had, I've had I've had people around the league reach out to me because you know I've got the NFL network connection and I'm like do you have a date we're gonna know and it's like I I don't. And a lot of times I do, I hear things and it's like, all right, expect it around the draft, expect this around. This is one where the NFL almost by design intentionally deliberately. And in this case, rightfully is like, we're not putting a date on this. We're not doing it to do a favor to Deshaun Watson or to the Browns. We're leaving this door open until we have as many facts as we can and do as thorough a job as we can. Cause we don't want egg in our face on the back end.
0: Yeah, um, which so kind of the,
5: the timetable that everyone's putting on this and, I'm, and I even said it, I'm like, they'd like it before training camp that comes from the teams and the players and the PA and Watson and all this stuff, because that's nice and clean. Um, I don't think the NFL is necessarily worried about that stuff as much as maybe we in the sports media are
0: shrinks. These off seasons, man, mm. there's I mean? no off season, bro. There is though. Yeah. Cause this off season, we're talking about this right now. We're talking about litigation and figuring out what the whole thing is. This is, you know what I mean? It's not a, we need football back. How many days, Connor? 71 days. 71 days to NFL football, strikes 71 days. So let's it. go, dude. Huh? We can make it. We can get through all this stuff, can't we, I'll tell you,
5: I got a little like a little taste of it this weekend in Kansas City, seeing the Chiefs fans. And I was hanging out with Colquitt, great punter, great dude.
3: Sure. Uh, uh, we abundance.
5: were kicking it. And then uh, just a little taste of it. And it gets me going. And I'm like, I can't believe we got Bill's Rams in a couple months, uh-huh. Thursday
0: night. Like, let's go.
4: Um, 10 weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, you guys um,
0: went in the studio for like two days there at NFL Films. It looked fucking awesome. That was a beautiful setup. And then you guys went back to the, the digital. Is it going to be kind of halftime in, halftime out now for you guys? Yeah, being? we're going to
5: do a little bit of jumping back and forth. And then by training camp, we'll be fully back in studio. And uh, we should have some new faces joining yeah, us here and there. Cast. Hey, excited about the crew we're putting together. Hey, that's official, right? Jamie's official now? I don't know what's official publicly, press release wise, but. Uh, I've I've chatted with her a few times. This is, She's the real deal. She's a Jamie Erdahl's her name. She was a sideline reporter right. uh, with the NFL, then of course with the SEC doing the number one games. She's the real deal. I, it's been really cool getting to know her. So. The expectation is she'll be hosting, um, but I don't say anything officially because I don't know how the contracts and all that work.
0: Well, congrats to her and you. Jamie. Are you guys going out in the woods doing some trust falls and everything like, you like this? Smart. I'm out here in yeah. the wilderness. I needed a little time
5: off, and you know what? We're doing the show remotely. I said, let's get out of the city. Let's get into the sticks. So we rented a little small spot out here in the woods, and I'm going to go for a little journey afterwards and find myself. Wow. Hey, listen.
0: Nick Foles it. did that. He ended yeah, up he did, winning yeah. a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. So you could potentially win another Emmy and maybe get that show back to where it was just like two, three months ago.
4: That's right. It's been a while. Hey,
0: let's go. Good morning, Come football. On. huh? Hey, that's Yo. on you and Brandt. That's on you and yeah. Brandt's shoulders. You know we that. like
5: it. We're embracing it. Like, let's go. I feel like you should. You know, it's funny. I was talking to the impractical jokers name drop, but those guys lost one of their one of their hosts, and Joel, I was, to yeah.
0: Event, it was and a show, yeah, it was yeah. A
4: tough. Mur
5: shot. and Q, those guys, and they're like, you know, change. It happens. Like, let's go. Let's put on a great show for people and show that this can still keep rolling. That's how I feel about Good Morning Football. I love the damn show, and I'm not going to let this thing die. So Kyle feels the same way. We're going to keep on painting, and just like you guys do every day. Oh yeah, it's a it's a pleasure and it's a joy, and I just can't wait to.
0: Have another great year! Hey, don't leave Al Salvo Connor. Yeah, come on, that yeah. yeah. was yeah. a huge yeah. Integral part. Of yeah, he is absolutely. Yeah. I I was an impractical joker fan for maybe eight, all day, eight months. I was in there with them, and then I went to a live show, uh, gave them some of my money. Mm-hmm. Hey, I appreciate what you've done. And then I watched a little bit. Then I was like, all right, I've experienced this, and, but they are. Brilliant. I, I think that is an absolutely brilliant concept. The microphones mm. and the cups, just mm-hmm. the whole, Genius. the amount of hours too, that they got to sit in there to get the, mm. the the patients. I'm a, I'm a big what, fan of them. I didn't know you were best friends of it with works.
5: them because the same exact magic you have in that room in Indianapolis that I got to see in person, it's yeah. they're bo- boys. They're yeah. real boys. They're not put together not by an executive. No, it's we're Mustangs.
4: They're boys. <laughs> they're not you. We're Mustangs. We're not boys. You're not. No, you we're do, not the you Cowboys. Do, you did not go to our house. the plum you Mustangs, didn't. baby. No, you
0: did not. Mustangs so Everybody together. in this room now, because Ty is out with his baby uh, for the yeah. next few congrats. weeks. Uh, yeah, congrats, Ty. How about congrats, Ty. Ty? So Nick has moved into the room. So me, Nick, and Tone went to the same high school. And so Connor. Con- so, Connor, for the last few days, he's been like, oh, it's like Plum High School. Just here.
4: the Mustang sitting around the cafeteria, you know? All right. Shooting the shit. Ask your question. Pat, who
5: was the best student out of you guys? Like, I, I know the athlete and who got the most girls. Who was the best student? Who had the best grades?
0: Nick.
4: Yeah. Right, Tony? Nah,
0: no, Tony. Tony, that's to like an Ivy League type uh, school? All scholastics. Tony, let's, let's not.
1: I mean, you went to West Virginia. No offense.
2: Whoa! Oh. Whoa! Easy Holy shit! busting well, you know, out SATs and GPAs. I was, oh. I was a very good student in We do in SATs.
5: High What'd you guys get on the SATs? Oh. I would love this. Or ACTs. And uh, I got an I, S- I got
0: 1280 on it. It was back when. Did was you on. really? Yeah, but my GPA was very low, so a lot of people, uh, oh, this guy doesn't try basically a lot of is uh, amazing i got 12 12 10 is amazing yeah i know thank you i'm a great test taker I always have been. like very high as well i just really? don't apply myself in class normally because i didn't like the teachers you know i'm like a full one of those guys what you get you got 12 10 12 10 where'd you go to school emory in atlanta whoa what's that is that I just figure it's
4: good 12 10 what, what is your, <laughs> What
5: uh, is I was all verbal I got like 780 verbal Like a perfect score On verbal I got like a 200 On math got
4: zero on verbal.
0: Yeah my GPA Was so bad And then my SAT score Was good So to get into West Virginia I knew what I had To get SAT wise That's it, really good though Yeah I know, Yeah thank you I appreciate it. Always been a good test. I was pretty hungover when I took it as well. No, Nobody would be high surprised about it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Nobody would be Well, I guess I was still kind of boozed up, I guess. It's not really a hangover right. in high school. Walked in there, had a good time. I think I had to score above an 800 or a 900 or something like what that. What did Tone get? Yeah, Tone, so what did you get? 1160. That's a good. Score. Whoa. That's a good score. I graduated 3 5. I could be. Nick just said okay in a, in a fashion. Yeah. Way. Well, yeah, he probably he knew. Yeah.
2: No, I had an 1100. Oh, but in the same digs. ballpark. But I had three six.
0: Oh, oh wow. He got, got me then. Uh, Looks like I had a baby Nick. Thank you. Nick. Can have a quiz or something. Nick also went to like nine years of school, college. You know, yeah. like I was schools. I was retiring from the NFL when he was taking another class. It was like yo, what are we? Like doing? every
1: area. Of my life, though, except for this, I have rapidly declined. Um, I think everybody has. So, I think everybody has. So, if we were to take a test, hey, day, Emory's he good school. Emory's a good school.
0: Good. Oh yeah, good school. What was your GPA? High, high three. 4 oh. Four O. Oh.
2: This guy, peter yeah. This guy's a brain.
5: Did all the extracurriculars? Was that kid? Um, played sports, played three sports, like was was ready to go. I was a great candidate. They didn't have anyone from New Jersey, so I was like, "I'm the guy." And schools in Atlanta, so they wanted my Yankee ass. And <laughs> hey, I that's
0: Congrats. genius! That Holy shit! Connor, your question for the genius here? Yeah, Strake. <laughs> is there
4: any thought that all the other lawsuits are going to come into effect when they at when they kind of rule on the Watson because they got Gruden, they got I mean now Kamara, they got the Snyder thing, they have the Flores suit. Like, there's obviously a lot of you know other things surrounding the NFL right now. So, are they going to try and just get this done, and maybe it is eight or ten or twelve games?
5: I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think there's a timetable based on those other things.
4: But those other things are still around,
5: and they're lingering. And obviously the Daniel Snyder thing is, is unrelated to the NFLPA, but it's something that everyone's watching. Like, this, this is the time to get that stuff done, but I don't think the NFL is putting a, a hard deadline on. Let's just put out a ruling to put out a ruling. I, I honestly feel this case is something that they're going to take their time with, and they'll, they'll decide what they decide when they feel like they're ready to decide it.
1: Uh, Strays. Now that Terry Terry McLaurin has got his deal, is there like have you heard anything um, about Seattle Deontay Johnson Debo? I forgot Seattle's wide receivers. DK there. Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Have you heard anything along those lines?
5: No. DK is the one that I'd keep my eye on though because um, McLaurin was next up on the list, and and his agent got that done. But Debo and DK and AJ Brown are all represented by the same guy. Donde. AJ got his, Debo's still having the conversation, but DK is a fascinating one. And, you know, if I'm him, I'd want to get that done before I have a season without Russell Wilson where the numbers maybe dip or maybe the production's down. Uh Um, But they, they love him up there in Seattle and they could have traded him during the draft. And I'm sure there were many calls and it really wasn't up for debate. They weren't looking to shop him.
0: Well, we just went right through the heart out. Oh yeah. And that was our fault, not yours. Uh, But I was, going to say hour twos on the other side, but what your answer there about DK Metcalf is so real because it felt like he was leaving. And then now it feels full on like, hey, this is one of the pillars now that Bobby's out and Russ is out. Is that a fact Like they are going to get that deal done with DK, it sounded like that was the case.
5: I would expect them to try to get a deal done before letting him walk out or trade him like his college buddy, AJ Brown was traded.
0: Mm. Hey, 25 mil per that guy. Good player. Great deal.
4: 57 guaranteed
0: oh this one 76.8 percent of his money has been
4: guaranteed mm-hmm. did you see how that was reported yesterday Scar-
0: uh, scary terry's deal it said uh highest signing bonus amongst active wide receivers and his percentage is 76.8 percent guaranteed or something like that i was like all right here okay. we go we're diving into the numbers of contract <laughs> i respect it i liked it i like it shrinks you guys are great I don't know Terry McLaurin's
5: percentage of guaranteed, but I can talk ball, and I love talking with you guys. Sorry about the hard out.
0: No, the hard out already we came already, and gone. Yeah. We are just on YouTube right now. The, the, Thank ra- you. The yeah. radio listeners aren't going to be happy, is what we're saying. Sorry. Sorry, right. we don't Not know a, if any of them are out there. Answer.
5: so worthless. Like we're, I should have just gotten out of there. I should have seen the clock.
0: Yeah, especially up in the fucking
4: sticks that you're yeah. on. Yeah. Uh... And on a... Clocking the wall yeah. over there? I thought you guys went to Emory. You fucking body clock. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, we just looked this up. Emory is not an Ivy League school, but it is on par with the education of an Ivy League school, it says on the internet. And that's okay. what that's Damn. what Tone Diggs went to. Uh, they say the same thing. Yeah, I assume right. exactly. one's telling the truth, that'd be yours, and one is lying, and that'd be Tone's. No, no,
1: if there was more grass at Duquesne University, it would have been an Ivy League school.
0: Legally. Is that Emory's issue, is too much concrete? emory's
5: uh emory's wonderful it's a little paradise in atlanta i'm telling you oh, uh
0: Christ.
5: we 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 went down for a visit it was sunny in like the middle of january and i looked at my dad and i'm like this is where i'm going and that's where i ended up
0: the universe has told me here mm-hmm. the sun's shining atlanta oh, wow.
3: what a place. hey
5: and listen pat this was like peak atlanta like outcast ludicrous uh usher just getting started Life. atlanta and oh. it was like you know little john titty boy every-
0: it was great. Titty Boy not around. He's still around playing basketball. I don't think he's rapping yet. Oh, shit. Little Johnny Eastside boys, though, are having a whisper song probably down there at the
5: from same time. From the
1: window to the wall. Only 19% oh. of people are accepted to Emory.
0: 17th wealthiest school in North America. <sighs> 17th. Let's go, Shreggs!
3: Yeah, I'm pretty so sure money. Duquesne not will let anybody. I'm, in. I'm, I'm talking That's about Coca Cola
5: money. That's where it all comes from. Woodruff uh it, it's a huge donor. So all this Coca Cola money just come mm. pouring in. You know it was just like living in paradise it was great
0: well no better person that could happen to you <laughs> than you shrakes especially with how you came in here toting baron Corbin's. yeah that was i was trying
5: a part of the storyline then i thought you were actually mad at me and i'm like i'm never talking again about anything i don't know
0: about actually well, i was yeah what are we talking you about? mark i actually was man <laughs> come on jeez least, dude we appreciate you shrakes have a good one man enjoy the sticks out there
5: <laughs> you guys are awesome i'm gonna go for a walk and kind of talk to myself hell yeah yeah, talk to yourself about what you said earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. Too bad. You should. Yeah, Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, Peter Schrager. Yeah, that's Let's ride. <laughs> Hour two on this Wednesday, June 29th, <laughs> <Real quick>. 2022. <laughs> Uh, sports talk obviously continues here on the internet and the radio. The Toxic table is here at Nick Moraldo at Boston Connor, one half of the Hammer. Da- dad, Cowboys, 10 digs is here. Done? Tone, I didn't know you had a three what four?
1: High school? Yeah. Five.
0: Holy hell! <laughs> I, I <laughs> didn't know you. How were you able to accomplish that? Congratulations, good on you, pal. Yeah. And Nick, you had a what a three six? Yeah. Jeez, Whoa. you nerds!
4: I had no idea. My God.
0: Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thought yeah. it was
2: important at the time.
4: It is. Yeah still. It's very important. So sure, sure. in this conversation. Coach Fox was, you got a
0: three eight. Yeah. Coach was Dork. very
1: uh very on me <laughs> about yeah. that. Yeah
0: that's awesome it's that's, all relative though like I only took one AP class so there are people that took five AP classes had
2: college credit they had a worse. yeah I did ditched all me. those yeah. but, see I appreciate, do that I
0: appreciate the fact that Sally and Tim wanted me to do well I did I'd probably like three three low three something just showing up and doing Correct. my thing yeah. exactly. but also uh, I was on the road like four days a week so Sally and Tim were very understanding like hey there might be homework that you've never done in your entire life and it's like yeah never done it actually and that can affect your grade every once in a while especially with some teachers that just don't want to give you the hey how about it's you versus me just give me tests you know i don't need the homework it's just you versus me let's figure it out that always got me you guys being that good of students is very surprising i'm very
1: impressed also i i did the thing where you would do the homework for the next class in the class before and then I was very good at cheating. See,
0: I was... Oh, see, I never cheated. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Cheating was so easy. You get get that Dixon Ticonderoga, and it has, like, the four or five sides, and you can etch... Like, a lot of people would write notes and then slip them into the mechanical pencil so you could see through the mechanical pencil. Yeah. I did uh, I could etch and I could do it. Did, Another it solid
0: off. move was the bottle back when they had the wrapping. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. yeah, people would have it on the yeah. wrapping, mm-hmm. and then you'd be able to unwrap and fully wrap and pour it. The, in. Well, then
2: we weren't allowed to carry water bottles at school because one kid filled his up with vodka, and they took them away from everybody. So. That's yeah. sweet. That's plum, baby. <laughs> yeah.
0: Joining us now is somebody that would have fit in just fine at plum. Mm-hmm. Probably would have had more t- – Saxon Joe Hadley, which is a shame. Whoa. More tackles than uh Tone Diggs. For sure. A college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a COVID survivor, private plane survivor, mm. a man who just got a fresh haircut just a couple days ago. Yep. AJ Hawk. yeah AJ, what was you? You were very good in school, I assume. Centerville, they just gave you A's, hey, A's. It's Ohio, you do your AJ Hawk. We'll yeah. just give He's you a Hawk that? 34, 34 I tackles. I mean I close. I never had
6: any of that at any level. Sure. In college, I went to class. I had to try hard. I mean, I got like a, I graduated with a three point, you know, probably just above a three point. College or high school? High school. College about the same. Yeah. Baby, Holy nice shit. shit! Never below three. From, like Dig. I heard Diggs. I was on when Diggs said like all I did was okay. In first period, I'm doing my homework. Yes. Like they assign homework, I'm getting it done. Like so, I didn't really ever hear what the teachers were saying because I was busy doing the homework from the
0: previous class because I absolutely despised homework. See, I was pretty attentive in class. I wanted to catch the teacher up in some stuff. I, I enjoy, you know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoy listening. I just want to finish
6: my work. See, That's I'm, all I cared about.
0: I don't care about the work. Like, is this purpose? I don't think there's a point to this here. Is what it, That was always my explanation to most stuff. Just yeah. give me the test. Just give me the test. I'm listening to what you're saying. But I was like Nick Cannon in that Drumline movie, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I'm not really read good. I didn't
6: see that. So he whoa, couldn't whoa, read whoa. the Good movie. It's a great movie. It was Atlanta before he A&T. had 45. Oh, you've kids. talked about it. Yeah. He can't read it, but he can play. It. But yeah. he can
0: hear it, and then he can mimic it and repeat it. That's kind of how my brain operates as well. I don't read good, but I can normally hear or visualize and see things. So classes were very important to me. So I would have to pay attention in the classes, and there wasn't really anything else to do. So I would show up at the classes. But the homework, I have always just kind of mailed it in on my entire life. You like Mozart? Well, Nick Cannon drum I don't know
4: about Mozart. He's like Mozart. Nick so, Cannon and Drumline.
0: So I'm like Nick Cannon, who's like Mozart yeah. in Drumline, though. I'm not like Nick Cannon in real life. who's just trying to impregnate everybody. I think he hates white people, too. I think Really? I, mean, I think he has been on the record. For saying Who? Nick Cannon. I think he does not like us white. I don't think he likes Oh, I white didn't know that.
4: Because he slaughtered America's Got Talent for a while, too. Yeah,
0: he was the host of America's yeah. Got Talent when he gave a speech about how terrible white people are. I oh. Think. And then I think he went into a full thing where he was trying to build his own... Network. Well,
4: Wild and Out is still a show, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was. He just had. No- he's just had another baby. That's all I know about him. Wow. Fifteen okay. of them.
0: Yeah, he's try- I think he's trying to build his own. Like that's his network. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's own- in a commercial about that, actually. If I- does he hate white people? I don't remember. I remember watching something where it on the shore, like,
4: oh, he- well, there's a
1: headline that says Nick Cannon fired after calling white people, and I can't read what the rest of it says, but
4: so he called them something. What did he call them? Well, that would be us. We
0: keep saying them, but like I did think us, we are no. whites. But I think he talked about how bad he hated us, which, by the way, there's a lot of people that hate us right now. And I would like to let everybody know I understand. OK, I hate a lot of the old whites as well. Yeah, I completely. There's, now, I would like maybe a little bit of an exception because, you know, some of us didn't just necessarily get born into the beautiful, beautiful lives of a lot of whites, mm-hmm. uh, the old whites that have come before us. But I do understand there's differences in life's being this. What do you say, Z? You can say it into the microphone. Oh, it wasn't about whites. It was about the uh, Jewish community. Oh. Oh, okay. Ooh. Nick
6: Cannon, sorry. Yeah, Not same, you, Nick. Like, yeah. no. Was this recently?
0: Uh, like within the last year and a half. I mean, I remember, because I was a big Nick Cannon fan. Love Wildin' Out. Love the yeah. whole thing. He was a host. He was incredibly intelligent. He was a hustler. He Stand-up was, comedy. He does yeah, everything. Actor. comedy, rapping, yeah. hosting, producing. I'm like, this dude's a fucking one-man record crew. And then he did this entire speech about how you know i was like all right so this guy hates this guy probably hates me i don't know if he hates (laughs) me he definitely all right whatever the case he's back though he's producing babies. Oh, yeah. On a regular basis. AJ, let's talk a little bit of sports, shall we? Uh, George Kittle chatted about the Debo Samuel situation and a little bit more uh, with the busting with the boys. And we are former players, so we completely understand why and how he is saying what we're about to show. But I think a lot of fans uh, of the Niners might not have expected George Kittle to say what he has said here. But I think we are in an ever-evolving education system of what the NFL actually is, which is a business as opposed to what it was in the past when players who made any decisions for themselves were labeled terrible not good for the team this is from bussing with the boys george kittle joined taylor no will compton i believe Mm -hmm. in a conversation about debo samuel dude
6: everyone loves debo people i mean and like i also think that it's the nfl like go get what you deserve dude like debo deserves to get paid a lot of money and if they don't want to pay you a lot of money. Do what you need to do, dog. Like your locker's here. If you want to leave, hey, it's okay. Like there's no bad blood with me. The, the window to play NFL football and to get paid a lot of money is like this big for their, your whole life. You got to be incredibly selfish. You just have to. And like going through contract negotiations is incredibly difficult because you don't, I've never like, I tried my hardest to not be selfish ever. And so when you have to be selfish in that moment, it's really hard for a lot of guys. Like, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot to go to contract negotiations. It's not a lot of fun. Best thing I ever heard, Richard Sherman told me it's like braces. It sucks the entire time that as soon as you get them off, you forget that
0: you ever had them. Very real. And that's the bygones be bygones type conversation that we're all chatting about with Baker and anybody else that has a dispute with a team. Normally, it's business related. It feels like for Baker, it's a little bit more personal related. But any business issue can be settled with the right deal. And in the right deal, maybe you don't get everything you want. They don't get everything they want. But you made a deal. You get to move forward. You get to move on. The first time you are the item in Pawn Stars that is being debated from the bald fuck and the expert that they just got down the road it is an uncomfortable decision. I don't know if you ever had that being a top 5 pick. I assume as you got older that happened, but the business side can jade the shit out of you in the NFL, and I respect and appreciate the fact that Kittle's coming out for his teammates saying, "Hey man, you got to do what you got to do because he's not the only one." That's basically the mindset of every NFL locker room across the league.
6: Oh, yeah, all they care about is what do you do when you're here? When you are in the facility, when we in game. Like, really, what do you do in games? We don't even care what you do in practice anything off season it really doesn't matter if you can play on sundays and thursdays and saturdays and mondays every day we play now then it doesn't matter like they don't no one cares so whatever happens off the field and with contracts when i was first in the league i always thought about that especially like in college that was back when guys actually held out for two three weeks o Lyman would hold out and try to get some more money or just try to miss camp and all that stuff (laughs) i always thought like man when they come back is it going to be weird with the coaches and everybody is everyone gonna be pissed at them no, it's like Santa Claus comes and everyone hugs him. Hey! I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. This dude just missed three weeks and he came in, and it's like the president of the United States shows up in the locker room. And there's a lot coaches of coaches, too, though. Coaches it, are all excited, too.
0: There's a lot of coaches that talk shit about how you're going to puke today. Hey, you are going to be out of shape. There's a lot of you know yeah. shots taken about what they missed, what they didn't miss. But as soon as somebody comes back, if it's a business dispute and not a personal reason, as soon as they come back, mm-hmm. everybody's loud about it. Everybody's loud. Look who is it is. (laughs) rich man man. you know like that is a full thing and you try to get past that awkwardness as fast as possible and make it seem like we were right back in this that wasn't a deal and I think inside locker rooms and people that understand the business of the NFL and maybe have been fired before or have gotten fucked over in a deal before and that's why the locker rooms are the way they are this has always been understood but I think for fans and I'll ask you Nick fans I think have always never really viewed it this way but now with the modern media and the more that we Know, and getting to learn about players via their social media and then what they give back as opposed to what they don't give back it's hard to just say oh this person's a fucking asshole when there's a lot of evidence that says like no the guy's actually not an asshole he's just trying to handle his business it feels like it's been a little bit of turn of the tide on the viewership of business in the nfl with players
2: now that we as fans are exposed to all the news in terms of the financial situations all the billions the organization and the league is bringing in it's a little more eye-opening in a sense okay these players want their fair share too and they're going to do what they need to do to get it. And it's business. You view it more as a business than it is So just, uh, oh, I'm from Pittsburgh. I like the Steelers. Fuck everybody else. You're lucky you
0: get to play the Steelers because you might yes. have played in high school and you're like, this person has a job that I dreamed of. And now he's going to act like he's not making enough money. It's like, well, if you are in that position, pal, the job you dreamed of, we would all want you to make the most amount of money that you could possibly make it's a little bit different than your high school when you're selling tickets and maybe raising a little bit money for your athletic department and as opposed to billions and billions and billions of dollars being on the line not that you can't affect your future brain and body in high school you certainly can but in the nfl you see a lot of the future uh injuries and bodies of players it's like i'm happy that we're at a point where it feels like people are much more understanding that this is a business. This isn't the high school game that you played or that the guys played. This is a vastly different... It's the same game, different world, AJ, and I'm happy But it's not happening. all
6: bad. Like, the fact that it is a business, everyone instantly wants to jump and say, oh, it's terrible. Like, it's the love of the game. That's why they started playing. Yeah, of course. And the majority of those guys out there playing absolutely love football. But there's just a lot off the field that happens. And I think what's cool is watching old school coaches that would surprise me when i was when i was young in the league i was pretty naive to that i assumed like what i come from hey if you make any waves outside the locker room like they're going to kill you and everyone's going to hate you when you get back like that's what i assume like hey you're you're a traitor or whatever and it's not the case at all even like the most old school diehard football coaches that you can't even have a real conversation with they only know how to talk football and three technique and shade and where this guy's going to be even that person usually like i've come across where They'll tell them, hey, man, no. Hey, take care of your business. Do do what you got to do. We get it. If you need to get out of here, like, I've watched them tell people that. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's pretty cool how, how there's kind of a, a good little balance, I think.
0: And to the Tomlin point, it's almost like the coaches feel like, hey, you got to handle your business when you get back. It's on me to make sure you catch up. Like, it is... You yeah. know, it's a cool, it's a cool that's thing. Why we're
6: called coach. I'm not scared to coach. That's why I like Tom
0: a lot. Like he's, hey, yeah, that's what, that's what we're here to do. What did Aaron Rodgers say? Cool profession, tough business, or good profession, tough business. I forget how he described playing in the NFL, but that's uh, that's because a lot of guys that make the NFL, and I reiterate this fact a lot, but it's why the business becomes a, pro, uh, a like a, a potential jaded spot or a not so favorite part as George Kittle described it and Sherman described it as braces most guys from high school are being tabbed as nfl guys this is an nfl guy this guy's the best in his school this guy's the best in his team in his surrounding area he has a lot of articles being written about him in college this fucking guy might have redshirted, but he's this is an nfl guy on campus this is an nfl this is an nfl guy this is an nfl guy then you get to a league filled with all the guys that had the same exact thing and you are being told that you're not worth the amount that this person's worth or why are you asking for what this person's worth when your entire life not everybody obviously but most guys your entire life you've been told you're the guy you're the guy you're the guy then you go into negotiation they're like uh you're certainly a guy but the guy is worth this yeah you're worth this and that's just a direct punch right to the nuts of pride for a lot of guys and that's when you see people get like Oh fuck you! Everything I've done for you, I fucking broke an ankle, I sprained my fucking knee, my AC joint for this team, and now you're gonna tell me that this guy that's never done a thing for our team is worth more than what I'm worth and what I'm asking? Like what I'm asking for is a fucking problem? That's how it spirals. I'm not saying that's. By the way, my position, I'm a fucking punter. I'm just saying I viewed this numerous times with numerous teammates when guys from outside would come and get paid then these guys would be like hey i'm up this is what i'm looking for and like yeah we can't do that it's like motherfucker when you were literally sitting in a corner in philadelphia losing i was playing in a super bowl for this fucking team i was doing this whole thing like that is that's when the business becomes you know a little bit of a sore subject for a lot of guys i think
6: that's what that uh that chip-on-the-shoulder mentality works very, very well in all of pro sports because when you add business into something that is very personal and egos and everything, that's what drives a lot of people. I mean, I that scenario you laid out, I could see being, being pissed. Yeah, if you're that dude and you know what you've done for the team, the little stuff you've done behind the scenes, the relationships you have, and then the GM or owner decides to do something that probably the coaches might not even like. like that's just how it goes, though. You have to – I always thought, like, hey, you can be pissed, you can be mad, whatever, like – Give it 90 seconds, three minutes, do whatever you want. you got to move on eventually, man. Yeah, because if you play bad, everything
0: that you're bitching about, they are going to hold against you and
6: say – That's what's fun about football. I don't want to cut you off, but like other sports, let's say – quarterback, punter, a little different. Quarterbacks, you get all juiced before the game, it's probably bad because you're going to overthrow people, whatever. you got to somehow harness that. But if you're pissed off as a football player, it's by far the greatest sport to play. Because if you hate everybody, you hate coaches, this team, the front office, whoever – you just fly around and don't,
0: and don't care. And sometimes that's the best way to play. Tom McMahon uh, used to, so something would happen, right? It's probably a tweet of mine. I get some sort of letter and I'd be like, fuck this place, dude. Like, what are we even, <laughs> I've sold more jerseys than fucking everybody in this goddamn locker room for this place. I am Walter Payton man of the year for this fucking place and I'm getting shit for a goddamn tweet. So I'll go outside and like, I'm obviously a little bit pissed off in Tom McMahon's office had a window right to the practice field you know it was right next to it and he would walk out he goes i could tell you're pissed off today that fucking boom coming off the floor like <laughs> how do we who did it who did it? how do we do see more do you hear what this guy so I'm like fuck off tom okay because I, <laughs> I, I i literally as a punter you're like a golfer right you're trying to find like as much like i'm trying to be as cool as possible at all times but a little bit of fucking you know a little anger not bad i didn't even think about a big meathead linebacker though it's just pissed off like hey coon you're fucking getting it today. Let's do it. I don't know if you heard what Andrew Brant fucking said to me earlier. Let's go. Can we go go on Big Mike. A fucking yeah. Fuck you, Mike. I heard what you said too. I said that to Chuck once. I gave Chuck and I say, "Fuck you." I heard you were a part of this. Chuck. Whoa, what the?
3: <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> oh, what?
0: what? I'm so sorry. You probably. Didn't. The next day, I had to do like. Uh, obviously, you're a coach. Head coach of the football team, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for you. Like, I shouldn't have just said fuck you to you, but my in the bad. moment, you know, in the moment, he's like, yeah, listen, I understand. Listen, I understand. just explain to me why I'm being told to fuck off first before. I <laughs> oh, my God, Chuck, you got it.
4: Uh, go ahead, Connor. Well, and those the contract stuff, I don't know if it happened when you guys were in the league, but, like, now there's guys who get drafted, and they, like, hold out. Like, didn't bolt the Bosa brothers, as soon as they got drafted, they that always happen. Happen.
0: Yeah, the contracts. that's It actually fans. used to happen way more. Now they can't, really. Well, that's because everything's slotted except for the guarantees and when you get the guarantees, right? So the Bosa brothers were trying to work when the guarantees were coming, when other guys, I think, just slotted, take it. Keep it moving. I respect it. I like it. Just like I assume a lot of people at the Chargers and the Niners, whenever they came back, they're like, oh, okay, big business, Bo. So trying to get the guaranteed money, trying to fuck the team a little bit earlier. We like that. We like that. We respect
4: that. Well, and they know, too, because both those guys I feel like came in right away and were unbelievable for the – Like, I feel like players, like you guys were saying, they kind of know their value more so immediately because they are slotted with everybody else.
0: How do you feel – Schrager said this about um, Green Bay getting two Georgia guys – he said, these guys are studs. We don't know.
6: <laughs> they were studs in college, absolutely.
0: Everybody. So they should yeah.
6: be studs at the next level.
0: Everybody was studs. Nobody knows, though. Yeah, nobody
6: knows until they actually play, yeah.
0: I, I almost, I get so mad whenever that happens. Like, oh, this guy's gonna go on to do blah, blah, blah. It's like, who says that? Well, in high school he had. 50,000 yards. It's like, all right. He was playing against fucking Connor yeah. in high school. And it goes, well, he was in the SEC. It's like, I understand that. I understand he was the SEC, great players, but not everybody's just able to pick it up in the NFL. It's a different sport, right? And you would be able to test to this a lot more. Why is the NFL so vastly different than college? And why do you think some guys make it and some guys don't? Is it all because of the amount of time you have to prepare and study and everything like that?
6: I mean, yeah, that's a huge part of it, but there's still people out there. There's still guys that can play off just raw athletic ability and, they're at, you know, they can just shut people down uh, in what they do. I mean, I, the biggest difference probably is that everybody is good. In college, you play a team, and if they have
0: Even in the SEC, four, even in the SEC.
6: Yeah, like if they have three or four guys that are going to get drafted, I could say I'm, say I'm playing defense in college, and the offense I'm facing has maybe three guys drafted. There's not a whole lot of teams that have three offensive players drafted. Like I'm playing Texas, Vince Young, my senior year. They have all these guys and these studs. But the majority of them aren't going to the NFL. They're done playing after college. So it's just another level of, you know, just weeding it out. And it's crazy how obviously the speed and everything is gigantic, but also your circumstances. What's the team like around you? What's your coach like? Is your coach a mess? Do you have a good scheme? All of it matters.
0: And I think that's why I hate, too, whenever people say this guy's not going to be a good pro. It's like, how the fuck do you know? Yeah. How do you know? Like Darius Leonard. He was the worst draft pick in the history of the NFL, somebody bleacher. Reports. How can you say mm-hmm. that? Exactly. That's my issue. That's. The, but it's the same on the other way around. Whenever people say, like, this rookie's going to be an all-pro, it's like – we do. You yeah. do not know that. You, ha- you have no idea if that is how this is going to end up or not. None of us do. That's why the draft spectacular is such a joke, because we don't know any of their names or how they're going to do, and we say that after every single pick. I have no idea who this guy is. Could it be good? Eh, maybe could <laughs> maybe. It be good. But I think that's real. Like, I hope that – because expectations should be set. Although somebody's getting drafted and everything, we have no- – there is numerous guys that have had a lot of fanfare, a lot of expectation – and then they have never made it. And I just think on the flip side, there's a lot of people that had zero fanfare, zero expectations, and completely, it's like a scratch off. The NFL is like a fucking scratch off. If you have the athletic ability, okay, you have an opportunity. But other than that, I don't know if anybody's ever going to be able to figure out how or why, except for the people that are there, and they'll have their own version of how or why. Good, ahead, Tone.
1: Uh, as far as the contracts and the fans and, and understanding and stuff like that, I think, I don't know if it's so much as a, as a general thing, as far as it's like case by case. Like, I think obviously certain fan bases are going to be rougher on players for holding out. Like Steelers fans are going to be worse than, say, Chargers fans or something like that. But also, like, when TJ Watt held out, or held in, fans were very, very understanding. But when Deontay Johnson didn't go to mani- or mandatory optional minicamp this weekend, fans weren't as understanding. So I, th- I feel like it's definitely like a player-by-player basis.
0: So for Deontay, they're like, hey, you're one of our only wide receivers. You're young, and you have not won anything yet. So get your fucking ass in there. Is that what everybody was saying in Pittsburgh? Pretty much. Deontay needs to keep his blinders on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, De- De- Deontay needs to keep his blinders on because as soon as he makes one catch— some wheel route, whatever he does, everybody's back on his side. That's just the how the second he you come
6: back, it's like it didn't happen though. The braces analogy
2: is perfect. Like the yes. second
6: they come back, if they make plays, people completely forget about the holdout. Yeah, that was genius
0: by the way, from Richard. Trump. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like I, uh. The guaranteed I've, money changes things from the fans' perspective too, because I don't think a lot of people put that into uh, into their brains. Like these guys need the guaranteed money because at any given point they could be hurt, careers over. over. So you could say, "Oh yeah, he's got well, he's got two years left on his contract. He's supposed to make thirty million dollars, but at any given point that contract, contract could just disappear."
0: Well, yeah, and also they could cut you, and they could. It's not a contract
6: like people think of normal right. contracts.
0: Really. Yeah, normal contracts when you sign with a company, it's like, "Hey, this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to pay you." In the NFL, it's like, "Hey, here's potentially if we decide to keep you." around what you will make but there's also a lot of fuckery that happens if you're after your fourth year I believe if you're a vested player and you're on this part of the 53 or the active roster on day one your contract is guaranteed for the rest of the season so you see a lot of guys get cut literally the day before the first game Mm -hmm. who've been on the team they get kind of hidden then they're signed on Wednesday and that's so the team don't have to guarantee them the entire season contract but they can pay them week to week and it's like yeah that's good business it's like yeah but also from the player's side you see why they want guaranteed money as opposed to having zero control over it at all aj
6: absolutely that that uh situation you were talking about getting cut right before the, the opening day and then coming back uh i believe coon did that in with the uh with the saints for a year or two where he would come like he would pop up and down throughout the season multiple times i think he i think he still did very well
4: but i was like man they need to give you some stability i feel like
0: yeah griff whalen was cut I think eight times in one season, maybe seven times in one season. Having
4: a folk this year, and he had like one of his best years. Nick Folk. Yeah, Nick Folk. I believe he got cut, and Brian Hoyer right before the season. Then they were on the active yeah. roster. If you're for vested, one. yeah. hey yeah. I, I,
0: I can't promise you an entire season. Contract, yeah. so even if we got to miss a couple kicks here, week one, I cannot be committing this amount of money to you every single week. Comes back week two. Welcome back, <laughs> week need you. thank yeah. you so much.
4: It's like the vet men contracts too, like they got raised right but instead of vets making more money they just cut more vets and hung on to more rookies yeah (laughs) rookies made it quarterbacks got paid yeah Yeah, it's
0: crazy how it all works out it's a business though and i like kittle going to bat for debo (laughs) haven't chatted to him in over a year hasn't had a fight since december 21st 2021 all the way back in the game an absolute stallion a man who's undefeated in this weekend he will beat another man quickly in an epic way ladies and gentlemen Future of the company, the current of the UFC, Sugar Shane O'Malley. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Go on. How are you, Bob? We getting a little Zen situation going, a little manifestation happening, Sugar? Oh shit, Pat! I didn't even know you were
7: calling. I was just meditating,
0: brother. Oh, you're manifesting in that moment. What are we meditating about? What are we manifesting? Are we trying to lose weight right now?
7: Yeah, we're. Uh... We're, we're getting there, you know. Weigh-ins are Friday. what days a Wednesday. Got a couple more pounds to cut, but in good spirit.
0: How do you feel, Sean? We haven't talked to you in a while. It looks like from afar you've been enjoying your life. It's been a while since you've had a fight. Are you excited to get back in there?
7: Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, last fight, I fractured my thumb, so I had to let that bad boy heal up. And uh, you know, it, it, it's just—it's been going. Everything's been going so perfect, and uh, you know, I think it's—it just adds up to another beautiful performance Saturday night.
6: You mentioned that thumb like are you how long did it take before you felt pretty confident throwing that thing
7: Um I, it wasn't a bad fracture it was like a, it was a, just a little fracture had a cast on for like 8 weeks took it off and completely like forgot about it it feels 100%
0: well, how long have you known you're going to fight Pedro Munoz, and when are you going to the top? When are we having Sugar Sean main event this thing? We we tried to ask Dana the other day when he was on, and he kind of, you know, he has to do that because business purposes. Are you, yeah. are you early in the card? When, are you late in the card? And when do we get the Sugar Sean experience where you're the headline? Because we know the arena is going to go fucking berserk when you walk out there. They go
7: fucking berserk when I walk out. I open up the main card. 7 p.m. I I fight. That's kind of where I've been at for the last couple fights. And that's kind of, you know, I've asked the UFC, hey, can I open up the main card? That's what I like to do. I go knock them out do an hour of media, and then I get to watch the co-main and main event. Um, I've told the UFC I'm ready to main event a card when I'm going to get paid a a million dollars. So I think we're just, (laughs) we're a couple fights away from, uh, a couple fights away from that. I think UFC and I are, you know great business partners. We work really well together and uh, we're, we're on the same path So I got to go out there finish Pedro Maybe go out there knock one more person out and then we're main eventing But honestly, I could main event a card right now by myself. So it's just kind of do uh, you know it's it, it's all part of the game and it's all You know, I just trust in the process. UFC knows what they're doing, and um, I just got to go out there and win fights.
0: Dana, very complimentary of you when we chatted about him. It's nice to hear that your partnership alongside of him is also a good one on the up and up. And hearing you say that, by the way, vastly different than what most fighters say about the relationship whenever they're done. You're in the middle of an epic run right now and not just Epic, I was going through your last fights because I'm like, when the fuck did this guy fight last? I was trying to look it up and it's December 11th, 2021 and it's KO, TKO, round one, 442. Then your last fight before that, remember you broke both your hands because you punched a guy in the face so many times. Uh, KO, TKO, your fight before that, K-O-T-K-O. We're introduced to you, K-O-T-K-O, with an incredible promo afterwards, and you've actually alluded to, like, putting on a beautiful performance, not only in this conversation, but in the past. How, is it just your extreme confidence? Is that why you're able to do this? Because some other guys, they get in there and it looks like they're, you know, like, super locked in, super zoned in. You're so casual about it. Have you always been like that? And what do you uh, attribute that to, you think? Yeah, I, I think even looking back when I was
7: you know, 16, 17 doing kickboxing matches, I had a similar style and it was just, you know, the only thing I could really say that would make sense to people is just being in a flow state. I, I don't feel like, I, I just really feel like I'm in there performing. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just, I'm in there uh, performing and uh, it's where I, it's where I belong. I love, I love being in there and I love the preparation for fights. Like it's been a long time really 12 weeks since i've known i had this fight and it's been a very disciplined 12 weeks so for me saturday july 2nd i get to go in there and just show the world what i've been working on and how how disciplined and dedicated i've been to this fight so for me it's just going about going in there and having fun i just you know i really really enjoy performing uh in front of millions of people in t-mobile arena um so i, I think it's just i just go in there flow and just do what I know I'm capable of doing. It's honestly hard not to be confident. I try not to be confident. It's hard. I knock so many people out of my life. It's like, it's really hard not to be confident. So I try to stay humble, but Pat, it's hard. Yeah,
0: I can see Did it. you
6: always have that? Was it like that from, from the jump when you started fighting?
7: Um, I look back when I was 16, 11 years ago when I started fighting. I don't remember kind of where my mind was at, but I remember I was knocking people out pretty early on, like when I was 16, 17, hey, were old. you
0: scared? Do you remember being scared in the, your first couple fights or no?
7: I remember thinking like my am, later amateur career, not so much my pro career, but later in my amateur career, I had 14 fights. I'm like, why do I do this? I do not like this feeling standing in the back I, in, in my, in great falls, Montana, I standing in the back being like, I don't have to feel this feeling if I don't book a fight. It's it was such a, I didn't like that feeling. I wanted to just get in the in the cage and just black out, kind of just because I kept winning, so I like it's just black out. But then I just kind of learned how to, you know, enjoy that. And you never know how many more fights you you're gonna get. You don't know how many more fight weeks you're gonna get. So I'm really just enjoying all of this um, because in ten years from now, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do this, and, and that's that that kind of sucks. I just not being thinking about not being able to perform like how I am right now is kind of scary. But going into a fight, I'm. I'm definitely not scared or, or nervous.
0: What's the normal fight week? You said you got a 12 week camp here. You've known for a long time. Is this the longest? What's normal? And have you added anything to your training differently than what you've done in the past?
7: Um, Everyone's different. You know, some guys get short notice fights, three weeks, two weeks, four weeks. I I have, I don't know. I think I've been lucky enough to where I've always had like a full six, seven, eight week camp. Um, I wanted to fight Pedro in Phoenix with like six weeks ago, but he was, for whatever reason, either injured or scared. not scared, I'm just kidding. But uh, (laughs) he he didn't fight then, so I've known about this fight for a long time. Uh, I don't even remember what your question was. Have you
0: added anything to your training for being 12 weeks as opposed to six, or is it the same camp, just longer?
7: Same camp, just discipline, diet, um, same training, thank you. Um, Shout out. Same guys, same group, same team around me. Uh, You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Haven't lost yet, so continuing to do what I do. So you beat the fuck out of Timbo there. hmm Yeah, yeah. Fucking cracked him on his jaw when he was holding mitts, about broke his tooth.
0: What's that about? You missed the mid or he was holding it wrong? I'm just so fast, it happens. <laughs> you feel good, huh? Is this the best you felt going into a fight?
7: Um, I'd say it's probably yeah, I mean
0: I feel yeah,
7: I feel this is the fastest I've ever felt, for sure. Most confident i ever I've ever been. My skills you know, definitely haven't gotten worse in the last couple of years. So I've improved in between each fight camp. Um, my weight's perfect; uh, it's right on where it's supposed to be. I'm yeah, faster than ever. So yeah, 100. This is probably the best I've ever felt going into a fight.
0: Where are you at right now? You're in the middle of a weight cut. Do you have any other shit going on? How many weight? How many pounds do you have to lose here in the next two days that we should look out for?
7: Probably about 10, 11 pounds. Uh, I still have to cut, and then today is all, media all day yesterday was, you know, a bunch of business calls and media day and media stuff too. Uh, today is a full day of media for the next probably four or five hours. We got media taking pictures, doing stuff like that. And then I still have to go work out later this afternoon. So super busy Wednesday, um, pretty busy Thursday. And then Friday, all we got to do is weigh in. And then we got the, the weigh-ins in the afternoon, which I, which I really look forward to, because I get to look at Pedro and, and size him up.
0: What are you try to look through his soul.
7: If I can, he's fucking 5'6. I'm 5'17, so I can look right <laughs> over.
0: 6'5 in this motherfucker. Go ahead, yeah, call. Yeah, no.
7: I'm gonna try to look at his eyes, but I don't know. We'll see how far I get my neck down. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt. Hey, don't strain your neck. You feel good? I know.
0: Connor. Yeah,
4: Sean, obviously you don't know if you're going to, you know, break your hands on somebody's face like against Moutinho, but do you, all, like, ever have an idea of how many times you want to fight during a year? Like, is it usually two, like a July and then December, or have you thought about squeezing in maybe three fights a year?
7: Um. Usually they. I've been fighting on average. At, well, depends. Last year I think I fought three times, March june and december um this year i had that fractured thumb so i wasn't able to fight at the beginning of the year so we're only getting two in this year it's so hard to say you just don't know how you know the fight's gonna play out so ideally you know two would be two would be good three would be good but as long as i can get well one would not be enough so
0: two three a year
7: seems like a perfect number
0: you getting that oc yet huh did you get that oculus and do any of that boxing game that i did I
7: did get in that Oculus. Actually, a pretty good little workout. It isn't that bad. I was. It made me more impressed by what you were able to do in there. Here we go. Okay,
0: so do you think <laughs> that'll carry over if I ever get into the celebrity boxing in like five years from now? Do you think the AUK will carry over in real life? I think if you solely trained on the Oculus,
7: did a full six-week fight camp in that thing, you'd be 100% prepared mentally, physically, emotionally, and it wouldn't feel any different.
0: Boom. Wow. Boom. feels like you're maybe lying to me but my conference <laughs> no. just went through the fucking
4: roof eat shit aj <laughs> you go, yeah
0: fuck off aj go ahead Tom.
1: sugar you talked about uh leading off the main event um and you talked about watching the the co-main event fights um after you knock him out like is is being in vegas like are you gonna go out and, and party Are you gonna go out and eat like what, what's your after win routine
7: yeah, after, right after I knock him out, I'll go get my check and then uh, do a bunch Spend of media it. for an hour. Probably head back to the hotel, shower up, throw an outfit. Um, my princess, she's one and a half, is gonna be at the hotel. She'll be sleeping at that time, so I'll probably go and stumble in there after a shot, couple shots of tequila, give her a couple kisses, <laughs> tell her daddy did it. Uh, and then Zook. after parties at uh, Resorts World at Zook, that's where I'm having the after party and uh, gonna be a good night so we'll see ideally i watch them co-main and main event but sometimes i just get so excited and just start running around doing shit how is the resort world nice place fucking beautiful i love it uh they've always taken care of me um you know we went to the red rock where the ufc official our hotel was um and it just sucked so so I hit far.
0: up a- huh red rock's far
7: yeah, well the room sucks. So I hit up my boys at Resorts World and said, "Yo, I need to take care of my team. They throw us on a suite, and, and it's just so much more comfortable there. So yeah, Resorts World's you know definitely hooking it up for me.
0: That's very nice. Uh, I tried to get a room this weekend. They said you have to be on a VIP list to get the suite you're oh. asking for, sir. I was like, okay, who do we have to call to get on VIP? You won't be able to get on a VIP suite. Sorry about it. And they so, okay. place, like, Oh my God, I can
7: get um, Won't be a suite, but I can get a room for you. Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Let me know, Pat.
0: I need a suite, dude. I'm fucking rich now. Yeah, be, uh, yeah
7: I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like
0: <laughs> uh, obviously, you're a big-time advocate of smoking, and you're a smoker, and we love that. Do you take that off for the fight camp, and then do you jump back in immediately afterwards? Yeah, three weeks.
7: I'll pretty much be three weeks sober. Uh, can you tell by my eyes?
0: Yeah, actually. Wow.
7: Yeah, look at that. pretty big so you got some big fucking
0: it. eyes that's a nice yeah. fucking fish <laughs> big fucking eyes right there yeah you got good yeah. eyes there three weeks
7: yeah. huh three about three weeks i'll be completely yes yeah, over and, and you always feel really good taking a break and you know it reminds me to you know I, I can go back and use marijuana and enjoy it more after by taking a break uh but usually yeah saturday night uh I don't really like being drunk and high at the same time. Not my favorite combo. Agreed. So uh, I am usually get pretty buzzed up with the boys. Um, you know, I'm a happy dad, so I'll go get buzzed up with the boys.
6: Do you uh, still spar? I know different people uh, could talk about, up. like, they may spar a little bit less as they get older. I don't know. Some people may not do it
7: at all. Like, what are you with that? I only spar in camp. So I started sparring when I was eight weeks out from this fight, and I'll just – gradually get into it i'll do one round on saturday one round on wednesday one round on saturday one on wednesday then two and then two and then three and then three and gradually uh up the rounds until i'm doing three five minute rounds with a fresh partner each round and uh but outside of camp yeah i I quit sparring a couple years ago uh it's just not worth it too many too many the head my head is obviously beautiful of course and uh and i'm so smart and i want to continue to be so
0: smart of course who laughed? A lot of people. Wow, well, that was Connor. Yeah, Connor back laughed. To the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some Connor people. Man, he's a dumbass too, though. I mean, yeah, so it's yeah. not. Do you wear a helmet for that? Helmet, body, full pads for your sparring, or are they trying to hit you like actual fights? How does that pay, uh, play out?
7: It, it's tough because obviously you want to take care of your training partners, um, but it's also like you get smoked. You want to smoke them back. It's but you, ideally you have training partners you can really trust. Um, you wear the puffy gloves, shin pads. Some people wear headgear. Um, I never really wear headgear headgear. I feel like I get hit more with it just cause it's thicker. Um, you can't, it's cause you're headgear, trying to miss.
0: Yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah headgear is mostly for cuts and stuff, but yeah, you, you don't want to knock your opponent or your, your sparring partners out. You want to take care of them. They're your friends. They're trying to help you get ready for a fight. So you knocking them out doesn't do anything, but, uh, yeah, we try to take care of each other.
0: What's next business wise outside of the cage. Man, you're always you got a great brain you just alluded to it we all understand it the podcast is fantastic obviously the content is great what's next for you, you think outside the the cage or are you just focused on doing what you're doing right now for a little bit
7: yeah i mean since the, the all the work's already been put in for the fight um so now you know fight week a lot of a lot of uh, deals are coming around um I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with happy dad and the nelk boys oh yeah doing some big things with them um so, hey, those yeah.
0: motherfuckers! I know you're friends with them over there. They're fucking geniuses, dude.
7: Yeah, 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 they are. We're, we're, yeah, I'm excited. We got we got some big things that we're going to announce soon with them. Fucking love those guys. They're going to be there front row at the at the fight. They're going to be at the after party too, um, celebrating. So. Yeah, big big things coming. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely want to get into the investments, and, and I'm a shantrepreneur, so I gotta I gotta you know make that money outside the UFC too.
0: Sugar shantrepreneur, a man is gonna walk into a cage this weekend and do what he's always done, which is put on a performance and knock a motherfucker out. We appreciate the hell out of your time. Good luck with the weight cut and the media. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Hey, Connor laughed at you being smart, though. That's kind of fucked up. It was fucked up. I'll fuck him up. <laughs> Please. Punch him. Yeah, he'll punch you. That's why you hung up right there, dude. That's fine. How do you feel? You feel good about yourself? You're oh, getting he's... quoted in articles about what you said about Carson wow. Wentz yesterday. You're Did you bad, see sad That's this? true. Did you see this, AJ? No, he
6: was quoted? <laughs>
0: uh, Yeah. That was true. He has to be the worst-looking quarterback in an NFL uniform ever or something. Quote. Pat McAfee show and then oh. small co-host. So I'm getting yeah. I don't think there has there's been a worse-looking quarterback in a uniform before. Pat McAfee show da,
4: da, da. co-host reacts.
0: <laughs> Look, so I'm getting tweets like uh, somebody tweeted me this morning Jim Irsay Gotta be paying Pat McAfee To bury Carson Wentz Every time he gets So I'm like Why are people saying that And then it's be- Oh Because what's coming Out of your mouth <laughs> Is being directly linked to me Which I understand Because this is my program This is our platform mm-hmm. I'm on here The show is named after me But I would like to think That we're a melting pot Of ideas mm-hmm. And some ideas And opinions Come from doofuses From yeah. uh, Massachusetts And I would like him To get credit for that
4: Yeah I was the only one That said that I don't know why You know You had to be Thrown into that at all And it's the same Thing with them when that little fucker called from Connecticut. Well, Dylan,
1: yeah, do you not have in your Twitter profile that your uh, thoughts and opinions don't reflect the show? Mm. Yeah,
4: let me check it. Actually, no, it doesn't say that. Oh, and oh, no. that's why. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. It doesn't suit.
0: Look at it. it. Says the Pat McAfee Show, Monday through Friday at noon on YouTube. The pod on Wednesdays. Hammered down Monday through Friday, Indianapolis, Indiana. Not a single. No, no, hey, no. whenever I bury Carson Wentz, it's not necessarily Pat that's or right. the entire city of Indianapolis. No, these are
6: not uh, endorsement, right?
0: That too. Yeah, that's a lie. You, the, the people, you're lying when you put that on
4: here. We know what you're doing. Yeah, but the fo- the photo is just me. So I think whenever the tweet goes out, it's just Selfish. me with the photo. That's so it's like, oh, okay. Think. It's that guy saying it. See, but your fucking your head thing is the header.
0: What is that? That's from two years ago.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't gotten a new one. We have <laughs> sent numerous updates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we.
0: Can I get one of those? There's yeah, they've been please. sent into the group numerous times, numerous times Numerous times I just, don't know Yeah just because you guys are scanning through looking for Lambda And mm. fucking fleshlight jokes in there I, I don't know who else has one that isn't that I one I do Foxy does I do I believe Zito does would, if of he could. Like though, hey, of all the things Connor
6: says Why would they choose that? Well, I don't know. It's because
0: Carson Wentz is the new starting quarterback in Washington Which is a pretty big market and a pretty big fan base that doesn't know him yet So they're going to bat for him Just like I was going to Bad form when he came to Indianapolis last year. Mm-hmm. I actually got a text from Wallace. Why are you doing that to Carson, man? All right. Oh, <laughs> sorry.
3: <laughs>
4: sorry about it. All right, so
0: let's get to a break. It wasn't me,
4: Wallace. Yeah. Jeez, dude. New England versus everybody. Man. It's always been like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it. but now your shit is getting. I'm getting. But you know what? I'll stand by it. This program is for everybody speaking their, their truths, even That's if right. it's going to get us in Denmark tabloids. Uh huh. Even if it's going to. You know, do whatever I'd like. I'm, I'm cool with open conversation.
2: Okay. Yeah. Unless Thank you're an AI. It's for humans only. hmm
0: Nah, nah, nah. If you want to give us some bets, we'd like that, Lambda. <laughs> Try and take every dollar from FanDuel. Hey, Lambda, listen up. We just need one bet a week for the football season. Crack the code. And the NFL season begins in...
4: 71 days. Lambda already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the clip
0: while I was going out to get a, a, a little sip of coffee or something that we put out, Shadow Gump, by the way, and it, the tweet just says, this show stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it is a two-minute clip of me doing three fake magic tricks, mm-hmm. and then it ends with Chris Angel doing abs, holding the money in the bank thing, yeah. with Ezekiel climbing, mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You'll never going this. for the case. You'll never get this. This show, I blame Schrags. He really started the, us uh-huh. off terribly. Yeah, what's his what do, hey, what do you do? Fucking deal. He says
0: he's on Corbin's side. We get, yeah. he's like you. He's trying to play your game Yeah,
4: he's ball watching on my side.
0: Well, I know, but every person in the past you have. Oh, he's a good guy. Oh, oh, no, met,
6: I met Adam Cole and his buds. and cool. like, These guys are very nice. They were not, nice. not, they were rude. They were, were I don't just. care. I mean, I know you have a program running with Corbin. I don't care about that. I'm waiting for the secondary program where Vince runs out and you get to rematch that guy. You need to get a victory over him.
0: Now listen, that was not a sanctioned match. That was just an exhibition. Yeah. So... That's oh, it's mean. a friendly, like soccer. Well, it was like soccer because we're physical in here. Did you see what he fucking did to me? <laughs> oh, I saw what he did. Punching <laughs> yeah. the yeah. ball 85 Seriously? miles
4: an hour into your ribs. You got a collapsed lungs still, don't yeah. you? I can't wait to tell the story of all of that 30 years
0: from now. Cannot wait. You know, when I feel like it's the right time. I don't like that about the wrestling business nowadays. What part? Let's go for shoot here. I, like, hey, you're in the business. Like, let's, let's be respectful for the business. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's people that have opinions and ideas on how the business goes, but they don't fucking need to know you know people don't need to know that the pencil was behind my ear there you know if they Mm. if they believe that i did like you know like i I just think there should be a time limit for that type of shit to happen as opposed to like boom right now boom right now boom right now you know what i mean like i think there's stages of when stuff should come out and the rest i this is just my opinion i'm a fucking stooge i've been a fan forever but personally i feel that i feel that that is the case
6: yeah i mean is it worse now than before though like is more stuff getting out all the time i
0: mean obviously the internet
6: social media changes that but our actual wrestlers putting out stuff they shouldn't put
0: out. not everybody i think there's a lot of people that feel the same way i do but Mm -hmm. there is some that get out and just start like the pop that you're about to get we understand but like everybody in the history of the business could have done that at any moment you mean once
6: they're out of the wwe
0: no yeah yeah but like you can't really do
6: that while you're in can you Hmm. I think people Depends were. Who you are. I think, I you can afford to be, right? I think
0: people were, and then maybe not so much anymore. I'm not sure. But I just don't like as soon as something happens and then, you know, I'm like, All right, everybody relax, dude. Yeah, hold on to it for a while. It's a fucking business, dude. Let's yeah. have a little respect to both. Well, will And also, later, you're going to need some shit, bro. Yeah, I think that goes with everything. Like, even our business. I'm not going to tell a story that's happened behind the scenes here until later on because it's pretty epic. And, and I do it now just for a pop like that. And who oh, knows shit. how it's going to... And by the way, if you were to tell said story, would do well. Yeah, exactly. Which I understand why you would want to, but also, like, much better later on. Right.
4: Yeah. It's like right. wine. You
6: know yeah, what
0: I mean, AJ?
4: It is like wine.
0: Yeah,
6: of course, man. Well, What's so... the saying?
0: Can't put the toothpaste back into the tube?
6: Yep. That too. Something about the, something about the, something comes to those who wait. Grass is always greener.
0: Yeah. I mean, paci- so. patience is a virtue.
6: Mm-hmm. Grass yeah. is not always greener. That's definitely something people need to. It's it never it's is. Isn't it's it's, the whole it's, point? Yeah, it's
0: actually used in that fashion, I think, now. Yeah.
4: Hasn't rained yeah. in a month. And the devil, you know. Hasn't
0: rained in a month. The grass is greener where you
4: water it, to your point.
0: Yeah, oh. I'd
2: like to know how AJ knew I was getting landscaping work done. That, that was sweet. creepy. Yep.
6: Yeah, Nick, Hamda, hey, I got eyes on you.
2: Good point. Right. You're an Italian. Oh, all right, that's fair.
6: No, I think Nick, you talked about it, or you were put videos out months ago of you doing some work in the backyard or something. His
0: backyard is a paradise. It's sweet.
2: You got the pool, right? I do a pool. That means a lot coming from you, whose backyard awesome. is. Oh, now it's Mount a Olympus. Yeah, basically. now
0: now it is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. But the your backyard is. He's got a chipping area, a putting area, a pool, big space for a wall, a couple of bunnies from the fucking chase and snap their necks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice little sunroom. You're doing it, dude.
2: We just got the pool heater too, boys. Need to get
0: a need to get a roof closer to the pool.
2: Working on it. Take a jump off.
0: Need to jump off. Need to jump off Oh. into the pool. Yeah. I mean are we doing it or not? Put a high dive up.
4: Yeah, that's that'd be cool. Like a
0: like the Red Bull that dive.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So add something on your house that is just a plank that go, or a ladder that goes straight up, like another 30, 40 feet, and then put a platform up there. Yes. You
1: right. could do the Guten Tag. Yeah. Flute it, Tag.
0: No, the Flute Tag is the rocket, the 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 things. Mm. Red Bull has the death diving thing. Oh, yeah.
1: When all the divers at the bottom splash so that they can see where they're landing.
0: Yeah. When they jump off the cliffs.
1: All the people with, uh, with tanks on, they
0: splash. That's pretty cool. It I is. Like that. It's fucking absurd. They'll go off like. 100, 120-foot clips. Oh, yeah. yeah. No thanks.
6: Doing flips and twists and everything.
0: they got to be sucks. on drugs, right? Those people got to be on drugs. they got to have drugs no. in their system. Fear, fear that thing.
4: Alex Honnold. Yeah, it's the fear thing. That's what those people are doing. They don't have it. You catch me in my... The amygdala. You There it is. There it is. <laughs> Can you just remove that?
0: Can
3: mm-hmm. you go in and yeah, hey, take yeah. it
1: out? You'll have unwanted consequences, but yeah. Like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, it's you, like when you go know, back dude. in time, huh? Exactly. You go back in time. And you, you catch me early twenties though, pretty tuned up, boozed up. Oh yes. You could have probably got me to jump off one of those things, but like
6: how high though? I mean, there's a big difference between like 50 feet and 150
0: feet. I agree. In Pittsburgh though, there was like a 50 foot pier or whatever into the river that we would the jump shack. off of in pitch black. I mean, that was stupid. Stupid. Yeah. But, but I guess the pitch black helped because you couldn't really. Yeah. You had no idea what was coming. You. Go. I think you
2: still would if the right person challenged you.
0: If we're getting it on content and I know I won't-
6: Depends die. how close the mountain, like depends if you could really feel confident about jumping out and getting away from the wall too, I think. If it's like a close call, okay, you better get a good push or you're gonna come right back and smack this
0: wall. Yeah, how much is on the line, I guess?
1: The second part's a big one, what you said.
0: I won't die? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I have pretty good confidence, I'm not going to die. I'll do. Well, you got that ear though. You got that eardrum, You can't do it. I
4: would certainly hold that. Yeah, of course.
6: Good good luck when you lose control in midair, though. No, No, body body control
0: is the whole thing. That's Uh you know what I mean. That's why I would probably I'd probably swan ten Bombini in there.
2: Yeah, you know, do a full. Can (laughs) we uh, can we move the high dive to your lake? The lady just shut it down at the house. What's her deal? (laughs) Ready? What's the deal? That's
0: come on. AJ will pay for the
2: insurance. Yeah. I don't think we need insurance maybe just a uh, a nurse or a lifeguard. I'll be a
6: lifeguard. Definitely don't tell your insurance.
4: There's a shortage on lifeguards right now. Oh, Someone gets hurt. Take that
6: shortage
0: through. on pilots right now, I guess, too. Shortage on mm-hmm. everything. Sure.
6: Oh, yeah. Definitely a shortage on
0: pilots. Is that why this whole thing's happening where people are getting delayed? 11 to 12? I saw Harbaugh was in an airport for 11 hours yesterday. Unbelievable. I'm he's sure got, it's part of it, yeah. He's got a new deal in Michigan. He's not flying private. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, he he get, I'm sure
6: he has hours built into his That's contract. Usually he, his deal. Deal. he was sleeping in the airport. I seen it yeah.
0: on
1: a
6: TikTok today. It's recruiting. You know, It's There's a
4: recruiting like, tool. 15 passports.
0: Yeah, why do you have so many passports?
1: You say it's for uh, gays, AJ? You say it's content? He's probably traveling. No, no. And the dad has to hold the uh, passports for the family.
0: Yeah, and he seems like a guy that would hold all the stuff for the family. But yeah. even more so, why are we flying?
1: AJ, how many hours do you get to the airport before your family travels? Seven,
0: eight?
6: Uh, no, we try to cut it as close as we possibly oh, really? can. Why?
0: Dude, I love that. Tim McAfee was trying to get me there as a kid. We had to travel a couple times via plane. It was like a big deal. Tim Mcfee read somewhere right oh gotta be there three and a half hours beforehand yep. I'm fucking spending my whole life sitting. I don't want to fly anywhere ever again this is just like driving I'm just mm-hmm. fucking sitting here the whole thing but that nowadays I guess that is uh, you're gonna be at the airport oh yeah a long time, regardless. And they won't tell you until, like, four minutes before scheduled takeoff, I guess. Why is that? And how how is there how has it continued for this long? Is there no, like, adapting or changing? Like, have to book fewer flights as opposed to just overbooking every single flight? Is they it don't care. They're punishment? still getting their money,
2: so. Yeah.
4: feels like they're just booking the same flights, and then they're hoping that one flight is at the airport in time for... Those pilots to switch to the next flight.
1: Well, they'll have a uh, stewardess and stuff like that not show up, and then you're not allowed to fly if you yeah. don't have a certain amount of stewardess and stuff like yeah. that. So then the flight will get canceled and blah, blah, blah. Well, right. a lot of times
0: if a toilet breaks.
6: And one Well, one stewardess sleeps in, the Correct. whole flight gets canceled if they can't there find a go. replacement.
1: That's what's up. It's delayed chain, an hour. There's a chain of events. Yeah.
0: Sunday, there were 700 canceled flights. Jeez. Yeah. 700 in the United States of America. Now, that tells you how many flights are taking off every single fucking day. So when you hop on a plane, you should feel much more comfortable than you probably do because yes. of what you heard whenever you were a kid. There's thousands. I think it's like forty-four hundred or forty-four thousand. I forget what the number was. I watched this. It was on. Uh, it was on. Uh, Air uh, travel is very is very. Sick. four hundred flights a day, maybe.
1: Fifty-six hundred passenger flights daily. There it is. Daily. So forty-four.
6: 000. U.S. commercial In, flight uh, carriers.
4: The Friday before Father's Day, Mad Dog was talking how twenty percent of those flights were canceled. <laughs> 20% my
0: son
2: Colin couldn't even make it's it 11
0: hunch yeah. I guess Delta is really having an issue just, yeah. yeah Delta's booking as if they have no like workforce problems
4: when well, they brought back some of their fights that they had to get rid of during COVID like they brought back kind of their regular schedule and because of that
0: yeah they're booking as if they don't have a workforce. it's ridiculous problem. yeah they're just
4: like yeah I went to Chicago I uh, was it last week for that um uh,
6: that golf deal with Walgreens. And that was <laughs> my first time in a while in the airport. And it felt like it was just direct to Chicago and back. So I didn't have any issues luckily, Blossy. but it felt good to see an airport that like the airport's actually open. Blossy. I hated yeah. going through the any airport, airport during COVID when it just felt like dead, it was depressing. I walked through Detroit a few times yeah, during sure. like the heat of it. It was terrible. Like, there's sucks, nobody there, even the airport, when it's nice. It's a good
0: airport. Hey, nothing was open either. Detroit airport's a very nice airport, but that is the a little m-
6: fountains. You know, that you walk by those fountains shooting the water.
0: Yeah. How about the How about the roof light thing? Oh, like the psychedelic the tunnels. You? Yeah. Did they have that on or off?
6: Uh, that was on. Yeah, but I was like oh, by myself. I'm walking through it solo oh shit
0: you're really tripping there then because they have birds whistle too whenever you get past one part into the next part you turn around there's like a little bush there or something it's like people pop out from the ceiling every once in a while like a haunted walk i've never experienced that i feel like i've flown through detroit a lot only a few times i have (laughs) see this is from the other day
4: what not sure
0: you said that you know yeah i know i said it because it was true See? It happens
2: with us dry monotone guys. And that's on us, AJ. We got to learn to flip our voice a little bit when you're saying something that's not serious. Maybe I am serious. You're not. You yeah. don't.
6: I honestly. I no might, humans I might popped
0: do. out of the sky at the Detroit airport to scare you. Not the sky,
6: the ceiling. They pop up. Oh maybe it was Halloween time. Maybe it was a special thing. They were yeah,
0: around. but that is painted like the sky,
6: isn't it? That whole thing. Yeah, but it's a drop ceiling, so they could pop out all over the place.
4: They could. So they have.
1: Yeah, you can't. You can't be hundred percent
0: sure. So you actually, as you're on that escalator, you thought to yourself, "Drop ceiling. They could have a guy just pop down right here." That's what happened. I can't wait. Punch. I used the to travel through
4: place. there a lot. Yeah, I love
0: that. Great airport. One of the best things Detroit has, right? Only Nicest thing. thing in the
4: city. Yeah,
2: for yeah. sure.
0: City's pretty nice now, everyone is telling me. Sure. Yeah, I'm They're sure not they, happy with sure how, they how they we portray Detroit on this show.
3: Yeah, okay. What would
2: you know about it? Sure, buddy. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Hey, let's go to Logan in Michigan. What's going on, Logan? Go. and the boys, how we doing? You in Detroit? Keep it moving. Sorry about it. You did great there to start the thing. We kind of derailed you. Are you in Detroit? Where are you in Michigan? Western Michigan, where all the yumps <laughs> are? UP, where, you know, no. Canada is? Northern. Right.
4: I'm way up north uh, by the Saginaw Bay. Summertime Summertime.
1: we appreciate
4: you,
0: Logan. What do you want to talk about, brother? Do, do,
6: do, 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 do. Hey, uh, just wanted to shout out uh, for the
4: brand, uh, especially because they it's 15 off those shirts. Um, but uh, I don't want to, you know, bum you guys out. Um, but I did have to put my dog down today. But luckily for me, he had no cancer problems uh, through his life. Um, so. I'm going to contribute back to uh, the brand uh, by buying a ticket for the next, for the brand event, uh, August 27th. Uh,
0: Logan, we appreciate the hell. Sorry you had to do that with uh, your dog. I'm sure you will celebrate the good times and the love that you guys had together. That is obviously the worst part of it all, especially with a living, breathing creature. You know, Valerie, our dog, um, half Pitbull, half Sharpay. She ended up getting cancer a few years back. And we wanted, obviously, this is the first dog that I've really connected with. And Sam introduced this dog to my life. She saved it um, from the pen or whatever, you know. And uh, the dog knows that. You know, like, she's she oh, was yeah. adopted. Valerie knows it. She has the tattoo, the stripe, that, hey, like, one more week, she was probably going to get put down. Sam adopts her. She's very thankful. I love this dog. I fucking love Valerie. She's the first dog that has, you know, got me. Uh, like hooked emotional wise. So a couple years back, whenever she got cancer for the first time, it was devastating. I was very scared. And then they're like, Hey, here's a procedure that can happen. And, uh, this is how much it costs. And they told us it was like a couple thousand bucks. I'm like, Holy fuck. That is so much money. And I had to think back to like my mom and dad, uh, whenever I was growing up, if this was to happen to a dog that we had had, there's no fucking shot that that would happen. There's no chance that they'd be able to spend that money. Sam, her mom and dad, same exact situation. So Sam started Further Brand to basically help people pay for cancer treatments to extend happiness with their families and for dogs, Uh, 55... Different dogs across, like, 30 states she's already helped, and she's just getting going. She had a news. She was on the fucking news yesterday, man. I I saw you post something. I was so proud of her, man, on the news doing her thing. Uh, It's really, really cool, and I feel like she's getting true fulfillment out of it. But there's a lot of sad dog stories that are coming through, too, and it's like, oh, that'll weigh you down. That's heavy shit, you know what I mean, AJ?
6: Oh, yeah, we go look at dogs all the time over at the pound and take our kids there, and it's hard not to take, like, 15 home every single time we go. So, yeah, it's cool, man. Everyone... I mean, I would assume some people aren't dog people, but everyone, I would assume, has like enjoyed being around a dog at some point in their life,
0: right? You would hope. There's some people that don't like dogs, though. And then, you know, I I never didn't like dogs; always liked dogs. Just never had like a like a oh, I'm obsessed with dogs. You know, like or I had a dog. Always very busy; never really in the house. I'm out and running. So my parents had dogs, but it wasn't like a, a super connection. But all the super dog people say that if you don't like dogs, like. We're, we just learned a lot about like we learned a lot about you. I don't know how you couldn't. You know I, I honestly don't know they how you could. not you know i honestly do not know how you think you're a serial killer if you He's, don't like dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And
2: for what is, your, Bill, what
6: is Bill's stance?
0: He has six cats.
1: No dogs. So are you serious? Yes. Yep. Okay. Wish I was joking. Wish I was wish I was joking. I should not have asked. <laughs> wish <laughs> Bill love you, Bill. Wish we were joking. Six cats? Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: what well, was that? Okay, old bot. Might,
1: might be seven, to be
0: honest. I was hoping Tone was joking. Hold on. Well, now we'll wait for Bill to catch up to the show with his thirty-second delay <laughs> and come answer for himself.
2: The, the black of smoke joke. is building, so he should it. I mean, the, when you
6: enrollment. have a lot, a lot. Man, just, that's tough.
2: It's they a pay. lot
6: of. Does he have like litter boxes all there over? There He, is. They, he they, has, they has piss, a rug. They piss over <laughs> everything.
0: You have no dogs, Bill? Uh, no dogs. No. How not a, a dog guy? Uh, I am a dog guy, actually. I've had dogs my
5: entire life. Actually, I've been allergic okay. to cats my entire life.
0: Okay, now you have how she many? Six awesome. cats. Yep. Six cats. AJ thinks that's a problem. Is that you? No, no, no. no, no. He, AJ's not the only person that thinks that's
5: a problem. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you just get subjected to eventually.
0: Yeah, I have four cats. and uh, four. Cats- you have other animals,
6: too, though. It's different when you have other animals. Yeah.
0: Four cats, two dogs, yeah. Watch Twelve
6: them. raccoons, possum. Yeah. No, oh,
1: those th- things are dead the- at the other house. No, way
6: that- dead.
4: Way, way dead. Oh, yeah, nail gun. <laughs> right in the fucking head. Sick of that shit. I'm tired of building around these things. Poison Fruit Loops. Yeah.
0: Last night, um, none of that happened. Nobody. Last night, there was like four families of Canadian geese, though, down by our dock where Sam puts out. Get a them out of there. They're going to poop all over. Those are the worst.
4: worst. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're the, they're the terrorists of the sky. Yeah. You got to send them. your
6: dogs down to run them off.
0: So that is the thing. Chuck will go after the geese. Uh, I do not think he'll go after the ducks, but they might have had his ass flanked last night. We're talking mom, dad, Canadian geese terrorist. Four kid Canadian geese terrorist. Yeah. Mom, dad, Canadian geese terrorist. Like, they had eight out there. They squad.
2: stopped traffic the other day on the way home. There I There were seen that. They 30 had, of them. They had a
0: cop yeah. driving behind them in the left lane.
2: Yep. Yeah. They marched across the street.
0: Yeah, they, they, they fucking literally do it. They can oh, yeah. fly, too, and they yeah. don't care. They Cocky sometimes.
2: took movies. their time.
0: It's Canadian geese, man. Yeah. Fuck them.
6: You know, back in the day, isn't it weird that people, well, people definitely still do it wherever different parts of the world in this country. But when they would put a dog down, the old dad would take him out in the back and shoot him. Oh, like yeah. That's what they used to do. Yeah, that's wild. People still
0: do that, I think. Yeah. Send him oh, yeah. to the farm. Farms. The farms for sure. Yep.
4: Grows. Yeah. And of mice and men.
0: Let's go to Georgia in Missouri.
4: Good literary reference. Love you, Lenny. It's the rabbits.
0: Lenny was uh Lenny. the big, big one old guy. Yeah. And then there was a little one. George. There was a tree, if I recall, right? Mm-hmm. A tree? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. A George. house. Yeah. George put him down. Right? I think
2: mm-hmm. it's been a while.
0: Yeah. Somebody's riding on somebody else's shoulders at one point? Probably. Yeah. Probably oh, George all,
2: on Lenny.
4: Movie. Oh, or really? Sorry. Really? Sorry. No. I think Lenny had some shoulder. Lenny, yeah, he was action. big and strong, but George couldn't, you know, make it without him yeah, down at the riverboat with him. This was a high school
0: book, right? Yeah. Had to read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So literally all those books he had to read in high school, my only versions of them is the conversation that people had before each chapter that we had to talk about. So I just have to try to piece those things together. There's a
6: movie. Yeah, with George Clooney. George Is it is okay. it Clooney? I thought it wasn't Malkovich. It is, it is he
2: Malkovich. Malkovich phenomenal role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always good. You might grapes of Wrath.
0: Let's go to Georgia in Missouri, Georgia in Missouri. What's going on? Five 500 phone on last call of the day. Last moment of today's show. Thank God. <laughs> Pat,
3: AJ, boys, let's ride. Oh, let right. yeah. Georgia. That's
0: right. Do we have the name right? Georgia?
4: Yeah. Georgia. What's in,
0: what's
3: hey, Pat, I
5: wanted to ask you if you saw the um, UFOs over San Diego last night
3: for like over
0: an hour. You're damn right I did, Georgia. A lot of well, well, well tweets from me last night. Everybody mm-hmm. telling me there were flares <laughs> and weather balloons. Georgia, are you all in on these things as well? And what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm all in.
5: I'm all in. I think that they're just checking us out. They Ge- don't mean no harm.
0: Georgia, do you do you find it interesting that the thing that me and Foxy saw is literally the exact same thing that's been seen in Houston? San Diego and over the air. Oh, gee, you all right? You yeah. Georgia, 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 yeah. Why don't we hey, ge-
6: send a plane up there? Send a drone up there and see what these are. If they're there for an hour, that'd be a suicide mission. Well, oh, Georgia, we appreciate
0: you, Georgia. I think she just uh, got. I think her phone just aliens got shot out. But me and Foxy saw these things. Yep, that is sweet. Sweet. I believe that you saw it. I a... filmed it, Tony. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? <laughs>
0: Foxy, I
2: filmed oh, oh. it. Camera work was a little shaky.
0: No, oh. so Foxy and I, the one we oh. saw. Was big there's got
6: to be closer video. There has to be somebody closer filming. Yeah, there's,
0: there's numerous videos from this last night. Numerous. Okay. A lot of people talking about, hey, this has been here for an hour. This has been here How for an hour. right underneath that? Well, I don't know, hopefully. I think it was out on the water, though. San Diego, right? Yeah. It's a beach town, I think it was out there.
3: Okay.
0: Um, and it could have been, this could be a bunch of drones, by the way. It just hovered for an hour or whatever for no reason. Nobody knew about it. But I don't think that has been announced to anybody. But everything that we have seen since then, me and Foxy saw. They look exactly what me and Foxy saw. Yep. And you all laughed us out. We are the fucking first ones. Huh? How about it, AJ?
6: I'm not laughing at you. I just want to. Oh yeah, it's more. a moon. I need to see it's more. more. It's a moon. Yeah. It's a moon. It's a moon. This doesn't do anything for me. I need more. I need more Come info. Yeah,
4: hey, we all want to see an alien agent, but it's not going to happen. Trot
6: them out. All right, well then, good. I'm not going to act like it's changing the world every time one of these videos pops up, and we say, "Oh, this is from seven years ago." Show yourselves. We'll
4: yeah, I feel like we're close though, because they are. They don't care if they get spotted anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're close to being like, "All right, fuck it." Let's and just I believe that's why
0: the government's like, "Hey, we need to give a heads up because these people are getting a little bit more aggressive." Yes, they're just. A little bit more reckless and willy-nilly about their flying around the other day it was uh it was a ship going back and forth on the water and then bloop, right in yep. and it was being recorded by i think the navy or the air force mm-hmm. who was trying to say what the fuck is this this is in our airspace see you later right into the water made a splash doesn't normally make a splash then they're saying that there's potential alien bases underneath the water and deep in the ocean which would allude to the point that nick and all the nerds have been trying to make we know more about space True. than we know about the ocean well what if they're about to the say
2: yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's get down they there and find out. They will
1: reveal themselves at the World Cup final in Qatar. I um hope. <laughs> Trust me on
4: that. That'd this be slip. sweet. And don't forget about that air that show was a movie. Where they we need to, to shoot one down. Filming the jet.
1: You can't shoot them down, AJ. What? And Good start luck. an intergalactic war? Yeah, come
4: on, wake yes. up, idiot.
0: Intergalactic
2: primitive weaponry wouldn't
0: affect us. Send in Will Smith. Absolutely, Will Smith, Center. Tom Cruise, all of them. Yeah. Uh, we have some breaking news. Just one day after. Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years for sex trafficking to nobody. Right? That right? That's what come out is nobody. Sure. Uh, R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years in prison for what he has done in what um, grooming and. Mm-hmm. hostaging yep and sexually assaulting yes as well as being accused he used music for superstardom to subject young fans to systemic sexual abuse has been sentenced to 30 years in prison that's via phil lewis this all came out on the surviving r kelly doc i believe on lifetime it kind of opened all of our eyes then you do remember the interview where he said they're trying to take my life and then mm-hmm. robert sit down in that whole thing 30 <laughs> years in jail r kelly for what he did here on earth um that that was alarming the shit we were hearing about yeah. with him and it's like how did this go on for so damn long you know
6: in a time of the internet too right well a lot of it was going on with cell phones and everything and he basically is holding people hostage and keeping them from their parents like yeah it's that whole deal, was, it was like a five-part series. It was terrible.
0: Yes, it was terrible. And that makes you think also about like how the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff and Epstein stuff happened while we had the internet and everything like yeah. that. I don't understand how some people can get away with the things that they do. I don't understand how some people can sleep at night. I won't be able to sleep tonight because how bad this show was today. Yeah. But I hope tomorrow we get back in a batter's box and we take big time. Same. I'll be
2: better one. It does make you wonder how people can sleep at night when they see something like that yeah. happening. Like maybe they uh, have served cream. R. Kelly ice cream yeah. and didn't say anything. To the didn't police. do anything. Didn't raise any uh, red flags or question marks. Or no, actually saying, right? Yeah.
0: Because... That person was working at an ice cream shop that was cream You have to sing whenever a tip comes, and R. Kelly was just <laughs> dropping money. Weekend. Dance, yeah. sing for me, Zito.
4: Yeah. I have you
0: some fun. We did sing that, yes. And I, I, I prayed to God and I said sorry to him and well, the people.
1: You said sorry to God. Everybody. Yes.
0: Nice. Okay. Repent. I repented.
4: Do you forgive him? I fucking hate the guy. I always have, always will. Zito. No, R. Holy Kelly. Shit. Well, I'm not sorry, I
0: forget. We, none of us have forgiven. Will his music his get own. canceled, oh, though, yeah.
4: or will they continue to play it? We all forgave. Yeah, I mean, it. they're still playing Michael.
1: Say three Hail Marys. So, Michael didn't forgive. get convicted, though.
0: Vast, you're going to get fucking killed different. for what you just did. Vastly different.
4: i mean, both documentaries.
0: Yeah, Michael went <clears> to <throat> trial, though. Didn't get found guilty. R. Kelly here. Yeah.
4: bit
3: major
2: I do believe they've already removed a lot of his music. Yeah, from...
0: like Spotify and all those other ones, Like they yeah, don't They're
2: off. it at all. Yeah, Remix really?
0: yeah. I think
4: people are still. Oh, yeah, it's still plays. fair shares why
0: that's a shame man how the f- why the fuck you know why you gotta
4: why yeah well
6: yeah. i mean who knows the crazy yeah i don't know i don't understand people when people are into people that aren't into them like what makes you Ooh. if someone's not into you cool. i don't understand that's that cool. i don't i don't i'll never get that yeah I can why you it. keep pushing
0: there's some weirdos out there dude
3: mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: we need to stay away from them exactly exactly now he's
4: locked up where's he going to jail do we know Jersey. Where was the trial New York? Brooklyn. Yeah. He's got Rikers. Rikers.
0: Thirty years you do Rikers thirty years? Or is that one of those like um, uh, hmm. thirty years? Rikers stuff? is a bit I crowded. Think, I think you go to upstate after
1: uh, after the trial.
0: I don't know the whole thing. And how come some people get sent out to like the middle of the country to different Those you
1: know? that's like, like the high GW? security? C.
6: Well, the Florence, the one in Colorado, that's the main one. Yeah. The biggest thing. Supermax. There's like the Super- bomber
0: Isn't Indiana? Didn't Indiana have one of those? I believe they used to have one. I don't think it's. It's a
1: paint like paintball lineup, range, though. No. Is it? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta speak in high voice. Apparently, there's a U.S. penitentiary in terror. Hey, is yeah. a maximum security you That's know, the, the one that has the Unabomber, in, right? Federal prison for mail. No, Unabomber in the
0: Colorado one. I thought Fogle was in Colorado. I thought that was the sexual assault. One. They're not putting Fogle out there. The Colorado one has every single like major bomber. I think the Cereal Boston killer is still there. there. Joker. Yeah. yeah. Unabomber. What's in Indiana? Indiana has something. There's some people here in Indiana. I know that.
6: It's got to be big old prison. There's big old prison in Ohio too. Let me look. They filmed the Shaw. They filmed Shawshank in an old Ohio prison. Yep.
0: Yeah. What town is that? I don't know it's called something sam lived what in that it? town for a couple of years i forget because we drove through there to get somewhere and sam you could you, she like as a kid went and saw the
4: the jail the jail you yeah know? it was
0: like a big deal hey come check out the jail the Town in the middle of nowhere red was there really well that's what I mean. <laughs> all right, right here that's on me this show Are you were in khaki shorts no these i went to dicks the other day There's this company called Verst or something, V-E-R. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. They're awesome. They're stretchy. Yeah, they're like yoga pants, but they uh, they have a bunch of them. Yeah, those
6: are game changers. They
0: they have like... uh, Every
6: time I go to Dick's Sporting Goods, I want to buy the whole store.
0: Yeah, I did a lot of that this weekend, and that's where I got the Quest thing, which we just got 12 boxes here for their office. Awesome. I
6: saw those today. I was at Walgreens with my kids. I saw
0: them. I almost bought a box. I didn't. You don't do the keto, though, right? They have a lot of calories. No, I would eat
6: them. I would try them, because I I think that's a good... yeah. I don't I'm not a huge like peanut butter cup person, but I would do it. I would try.
0: So that has been my favorite forever, my entire life. Mm. So I that makes me feel good that since I have liked them for like three decades now at this point, I will hopefully continue to carry that on forever. And if I have found like my favorite sweet tooth in a keto form and sweet tooth being the only drawback to my keto diet, yeah. I mean it's that's a big fucking moment, AJ. And think about how happy I was when I took that bite and was like Oh. oh my god! I, I
6: think know. you'll find more stuff that you like, probably in that same vein.
0: I think it's going to continue to evolve because just a couple of years ago, it was all cardboard tasting shit because you can't do any sugar. Keto so yeah, keto's
6: a cult now.
0: All of that intermittent fasting—it's all a cult.
6: So yeah, all that stuff will catch. It's
2: up. Rich coming from you. Yeah, you yeah, know, a fucking cult leader over there.
4: That doesn't Quest have like Cold's cookies too? And brownies? What's that, bad. buddy? I thought Quest has like cookies and brownies as well. I've Dude. tried. I've tried. Still haven't cracked. Protein cookies are good. There. I've yeah, thought
0: Yep. Great.
6: Well, I mean, they're not going to be chocolate chip cookies that your your wife makes, but
0: they're going to be okay. No, my wife is a great baker, but the the peanut butter cups from Quest, in comparison to the Reese's, close enough that I'm like, oh, good. The cookies, I don't think they've gotten no. to the point where you know. But couldn't
6: like, you okay those Quest little peanut butter cups? You could easily sit down. Oh, got a sweet tooth. You could sit down and eat fifteen of those, right?
0: Yes, that'd be that'd be. Eight carbs, I'm good. It's
6: pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: That that is you should have seen all the calculations running in my head. Oh my god, I can have fucking twenty of these things. (laughs) Hell of a night. That's ten carbs. That's ten net carbs. That's amazing. Cause I'm trying to stay under fifteen each day, under ten each day. And it's like at night I can just have two of those when my normal sweet Mm. tooth would kick in and I'm out and I'm at like seven or eight. I should become I don't know, maybe Miles Teller and fucking Top Gun Maverick in like a week or so if yeah. I keep doing this. You
6: know? How much you weigh? You look good.
0: I haven't been on a scale. I don't get on a scale. I don't want the numbers to deter me if I feel like I'm having success visually and physically. Yeah. So I'll get on a scale at some point, but I'm doing cardio morning and night.
6: Really? Yeah. climber?
0: Uh, yeah, I do the stairs and then a box. <laughs>
6: Oh, you're in the arc. Yeah, that's right.
0: I'm back in the arc. Fucking took out our class. Took yeah. out the champ and fucking.
1: You are
4: really restricting
1: yourself, by the way. I just looked it up. You only have to stay under 50 a day. For keto. Yeah,
0: so probably four or five days, I'll be fucking eight
4: back.
1: No big deal. That's what I'm
0: saying. Look at me, AJ. Huh? Look
6: at you, man. Figure it all out.
0: What if I just do this forever? What if this is the new me? I think it you. is. It's your
4: lifestyle. Yeah, why not? Why not? Who says
0: no? Who says I can't Who just be? Who says no? Who says it? Are you, you know happy? I mean? Right now? got good energy
4: hell yeah but
0: feel like I'm losing weight the tan is awesome because the sun has been though. super hot so here we go I'm excited man I can't wait to get to the stage of life where I'm just getting a bunch of fake shit done to my face and the transition Ooh. of my face changes mm-hmm. wait till I come back and I'm just fucking, why the long face what are you talking about <laughs> this is my new face dude Don't you worry. and
4: Brady look exactly alike well
0: that transformation photo thing is
4: yeah, very alarming. he's
0: trying to keep that off the internet as much as possible.
4: Yeah, Like whenever... Uh, I think Why is
0: everybody saying he's burying him, by the way? What do you mean? What are they saying? Everybody's saying he's like a robot and shit. That's like the go-to. His social media is very good.
4: Very
1: good. Yeah, if he ran it, that'd be...
0: No, but he has to okay it, right? He probably looks maybe. at it.
1: Or maybe.
4: He definitely does because he sends the videos to them. Like the Father's Day one. He and he can cut a promo
0: every that. once in a while. I've seen him cut a promo with a little yeah. bit of human life. Why does everybody just think he's just Roboto Carrera, Error, Error? Why do people think that? Why? why Honestly, I'm legitimately.
4: I think this is how he talks. And it, I think it's like the routine. Like he, it will forever wake up at five and go to bed at eight. At no matter what, like too. him and Jim Gray. Yeah, TB12 TB
0: ice cream probably did it. What was that? Break the huddle. What was the show they did?
4: Uh, it was say
1: nothing every Monday night at six p.m. on XM <laughs> <laughs> That was
4: the name of the show. <laughs> kind of a weird Let's name. go.
0: We <laughs> yeah. did not expect that name. Is that back for another season next year? hope so. I fucking hope so. And let's
4: get some things out <laughs> well, of it. And let's get Larry Fitzgerald on. Because that was pitched. And I don't know
0: if he was on one <laughs> Larry's goddamn on. week.
2: I do believe uh, Larry gets the tail end of the episode.
0: Can we tell <laughs> Siri or Alexa or whoever's listening? Lambda. Ah, Lambda.
2: Lambda.
0: This year, we listen to this, OK, for our show on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Sure. OK. Yep. I, think, I think Nick did. Nick did. They I tried. It, was, didn't.
2: it just happened to be on the car in the on the radio in the car on my drive home so I would catch it you wouldn't say error Ever. Ever. does not compute <laughs>
4: <laughs> the biggest thing he said was before the Patriots Bucks game and when Tom Brady senior came out and said something and he had to basically tell him to shut, shut up shut up dad yeah, uh, yeah. that tom, was the biggest
0: thing all year tom patrick brady senior yeah. does not speak for tom yeah
4: that's bullshit dad <laughs> that's basically what he said
0: this show needs to at some point we should give away something for people that stuck through this one PMS. 25,000 people. What are you doing?
4: PMS Sweet Blake? <laughs> PMS Lambda? Yeah. yeah.
0: That'd be making a call too big, I think. True. Um, mm-hmm. Hashtag PMS Sweet Blake, I think it has to be.
6: <laughs> Get this guy some pub.
0: He deserves it. This yeah, guy's trying to save out, the goddamn man. world. Take a screenshot. Oh, fuck. Saudi.
4: Oh. Saudi. Saudi. Asia doesn't have a belt. <laughs> there he is.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dog, dog. Absolute dog, sweet blake. Uh take that screenshot. Say something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there and use the hashtag PMS sweet blake. Hell yeah. And uh you could be one of ten winners of five hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Uh, we can't thank you enough for watching we have no idea why up to something seasons brewing whoo it is back hot here we go and it's not just one thing brewing aj there's some sticks in the fire Whoa! Oh, a lot of
6: sticks in the fire
0: that's right we got a lot of lines in the water right now <laughs> what? and down at the bottom there's some whoppers biting at the bait you know what i mean aj
6: Yep. And that, that just reminds me of yesterday when you when I asked Bruce about his swing, he said, He's trying to come from the pocket.
0: Yeah. You guys instantly <laughs> both. Yep, here we go. Yep. By the way, every golf tip I watch yep. on every meme, all they're trying to get you to do is come out of the pocket. Just what come, does that mean?
1: You come out of the pocket. Come
0: out of the yeah. pocket, dude. Exactly what, it says,
1: what
6: dude. it says. Keep
0: it tight to your body. Yeah, tight to your body and then you Come
1: of Park. pocket. <laughs>
0: oh, fucking TV on the juju. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Forget
0: it. Forget it. You're trying to come out of the pocket, though, pal. You're trying to come out of the pocket. You know what I mean? Inside out.
6: Maybe I'll make that swing change when I get out to Tahoe. You should.
0: I'll give you a look. <laughs> the golf uh, fix guy's out there, I guess.
1: Michael. Really?
2: Ledbetter. No. AJ's going to be doing that juju swing in Tahoe. There's no air. He's been thinking about it way too much. He's going to subconsciously start doing it. Michael Breed.
1: Michael
0: no, it's Breed. not him. That's not the golf fix guy. Not anymore. Who's golf fix now?
1: I, I I Google golf fix guy and says Michael Breed golf fix now
0: is what you're saying. Put golf fix 2022. Is he British? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I thought it was the not. original person. I watched at 2 a.m. 3 a.m. with pool noodles in his pocket. David I, Faraday. No, that was never the nah. golf fix. Please have a little respect for the fucking golf fix. Golf fix was awesome.
1: Oh, the new look, the golf fix. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i can only find michael breed
0: yeah let's look at what bruce was trying to here's the juju swing agent oh it's called oh. the juju yeah
1: that's
0: how you know it's good I okay mean, what, that's
6: can we see it
3: that's a that lot different is than bruce
0: nothing how is that a weird swing that's a standard golf swing wait bruce didn't replicate it right well, he's trying. It's feel versus real. Ain't that right, Bruce? It's a yeah, feel yeah, versus real yeah. problem. I, I just See,
4: wanted to stop hitting it fat. I was hitting it fat every single time. So I was like, oh, maybe this fucking Let's swing just blade will. everyone now. Yeah, yeah, thin. yeah. perfect. <laughs> thin, thin, thin. Thin to win. Simple. That okay. looks
0: like a standard swing, doesn't yeah. it? What yeah. What am I getting wrong?
4: Just the hands are just a little turn. The hands yeah, so, are a little weird. Yeah, little Bruce's late. hands go you super never, like. Yeah, you never extra. break the, the wrists or hinge yeah. them at all. On
0: any other swing?
4: Or on this swing?
0: I mean, I'm let's get
6: real. Swing. Nobody's swing is gonna look like that though. Matthew Wolf I just kinda. saw
0: six, seven people. Matthew I mean, Wolf in, in like this that.
6: out of the people on this program, no one's swing is gonna look that good. No.
4: Matthew Wolf swings I
0: that. I concur, I can't touch my toes. I'm not flexible enough for golf, I don't think. Everybody sends me tips and stuff on what I should do.
4: Yeah, here. It's this. That.
6: Bruce. <laughs> oh come on, Bruce, that you right know. wrist. What are you doing? Look at that, though. What if
0: you make contact on that fucking <laughs> <laughs> does. the club's going miss the ball Fundamentally, by six feet. The, the club head should never be ahead of your uh, hands. And so that's what that's doing. So I don't know how that makes any sense. Maybe it's for people that just super slice, and so they're trying to get ahead of it so that you can hook. Yeah. Uh,
6: yeah. Know. You got to get steep to get shallow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay, take the win, thanks, this tiger. is the problem. All right,
0: we're back tomorrow. Hashtag PMS Sweet Blake. Take a screenshot earlier. Um, 10 winners, 599 bucks. We're back tomorrow. Then we're off Friday. Then we're back Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we're live uh, on social media. I don't know if the show will be like this uh, Thursday, Friday from Tahoe next week. Mm-hmm. And then we're off that next week. And then we're back. And yes. football
1: season.
4: Hell yeah. And we're right there.
0: Let's go, dude. And Thunderdome, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah.
4: When? Very soon after that.
0: I think it's
2: timing up. It's looking damn good by A- the U- way. AUG. It is. Hey. A U G, what's that? August. Oh.
0: Alright, if LBS stands for pounds, what's LBJ stand for? I don't know. Lyndon B. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the show. See you later. <laughs>